Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we will be bringing in a guest host to rank our favorite movies from a certain year. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy the show. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of all of these movies. Here we go again. We are back to close out another decade. That's right. So... 1990 is the year we're going to be discussing. Five years old. It's two. Tom will know this reference. The year of the Nasty Boys. Mm -hmm. Rob Dibble. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a pretty good time to be alive. I would think. But, yeah, I mean, don't remember anything. Yeah, I have no reference. My sister was born in 1990, I guess, so... That's about it. Another good year for movies, though. Solid, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's It was weird doing the list, because, like, top two or three, I was like, all right, these are for sure. But I didn't have a lot on this list where I was like, this is for sure making it beforehand. So I've got, like, a list, like, I felt like I had this last two, where, like, four through, like, 13 could be pretty interchangeable. Yeah. There were a bunch of movies that I wanted to see from this year that I didn't. Yeah, me too. That, from everything I've heard and... A lot weren't streaming. Yeah, that, that was an issue. But I guess, I, I don't know. I'm not sure how I like my list, but. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The end of my list, I was like, this is really my number eight yeah. and my number nine. Like, yeah. not really thrilled, but it's still like a good year. It's, it's semi-deep, but. Yeah. I, and it's, a lot of my picks were nostalgia-driven. Okay. So. A couple of I those. still like them, but. It's just, it just brings me back to watching them as a child. That yeah, I think makes me like them that much more. There'll be one or two I know it'll probably be on all ours just for that feature. All right, asshole. Guy on his phone already. Hollywood. <laughs> oh, you know. All right. <clears throat> like I said, I haven't seen this movie in forever. This is your worst. It's my worst. Um, However you want to describe it. I probably knew when I was the age that this was a bad movie, but I really enjoyed it as a kid. Like, I watched it multiple times. But it's Look Who's Talking To. Wow. Okay, I can see that. Like, I don't think I could bear to watch it, to be Wait, honest. Wait, just to be clear, Look Who's Talking, that's Bruce Willis, correct? No, it's John Travolta. John Travolta. Oh, what am, I, <coughs> what am I thinking of then? Bruce Willis was... Wasn't he the Look Who's Talking or something like that? Like, that's that title? Sorry to derail. I'm already derailing us. Keep going, Trev. But um, so it's IMDb of 46. 4.6? Yeah. 40, 4.6. Ooh. Sorry, I can't remember already. Tomato meter, 13%. There was no meta. Audience, 32. Worldwide, just about 48 million. I didn't even bother looking for a budget. <laughs> um, That's how despicable this movie is. Director, writer, Amy Heckerling. But yeah, John Travolta, Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. I couldn't remember who the girl was. Yeah. Um, This one, uh, the first one um, is Look Who's Talking. He was in it. Um, Oh, shit, he was in this one. Yeah, Bruce Willis is in this. Oh, is he? He's in the first one, too. He plays Mikey. Okay. But, yeah, it's basically the children talking, the animals talking, 
and they're really not moving their mouths. I do have to say, the first one I will rewatch because I remember that one. That actually one's being, from '89. Yeah, I'll yeah. Re- I'll watch that, but the remakes of those are pretty bad. But I enjoyed them because I don't know. I'll rewatch the first one, but this was just not good. Amy Heckerling, the director, she did She's Fast done Times shit. at Ridgemont High. Yeah. yeah. And Clueless. So, not much need to be said about this. Um, I'll talk about the next one in 89. So, that's what it was. Is John Travolta was like the dad, and then Bruce Willis was the voice of a child, I think. That might be a... I've, I've never seen these. I think, oh, you haven't? I can't remember how that worked. I just know of them. I think that's how it was. It makes sense, because... You don't see Bruce Willis, that's why I didn't know that. That's true. Generally, like if you're having voiceovers for babies and animals, it's usually not a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, babe, I guess, for animals works pretty decent. But. Yeah, but like I said, the first one, if I remember right, it was good. The sequels got bad, so I don't know. I'm, I'm. Oh, I think. The third, I think there is a third one. Jesus. I think the third one was the animals. The second one is he had a sister. The first one was just the boy. That sounds right. Yeah, I don't remember the third one. That's what happened. I... So, yeah, the second one was he had a sister, and then she ended up talking, and he was able to hear her. And that yeah, sounds so that's, right. that was the Look Who's Talking too, And there's Look Who's Talking Now, I think is what it is. Yeah, now you say that, I do remember that. Okay, I, my childhood just clicked in my head, but yeah. <laughs> Came full circle. Yeah, so not good. <laughs> not good. Your childhood or the movie? <laughs> Both. Yeah. <laughs> I was raped. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's hope not. Uh, so my worst. This one's surprising, I think. It would be surprising to you. I, re- I loved this movie when I was like 15, and I... Watched it again, and I was like, I did not like this at all. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, I see. I still liked it. That was, was on your number, list? That's my number eight. I didn't. Did you rewatch it? Yep. That was going to make my list. It was number, like, 11. You know, it was, like, barely like, making. I'm not saying it's horrible by any means. I used, but I went up from how I felt about it when I was 15, 16. I saw it for the first time then when I was right. in high school. And I was like, this movie's awesome. Like, <laughs> and there's still some cool parts, I guess. But let me get to the Yeah, for first. sure. Tomato Meter 90, Audience 91, IMDb is 7.9, Meta 74, directed by Tim Burton, written by Tim Burton and Caroline Thompson. Had a budget of $20 million, made 56.4 U.S., 86.02 million worldwide. Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder, Diane Weist, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, Kathy Baker. I forgot to write her name down. The woman that's in uh, Two and a Half Men was in it too. She plays one of the oh the, the the maid. Yeah, uh, she just died actually like a year. I think during COVID stuff. I think you're right. I can't remember. She has like name. a Hispanic name or something weird. I think so. Anyways, I do kind of like the whole like same thing with Big Fish for Tim Burton, where it's like took something and kind of made a fairy. T- it's like Frankenstein essentially, but made it more fairy tale ish. Yeah, cookie cutter houses, neighborhood. Everyone pulling out of their drivers at the same time. Like, some of that stuff I like. But the whole story is just... Re- maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm being too cynical. I mean, that's like, kind of why I like so it, because it's so ridiculous. I mean, it's the... I think it's Tim Burton's most Tim Burton movie. I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan, but I think this is my favorite of his movies. It's... Big Fish is mine. I never saw Big Fish. I really or like... I really like how they... Yeah. How... 
I don't know. It just had a good storyline. <coughs> I just think visually, it's that's what I was going with too. Like know. how it was. Some of that directed still pretty impressive and actually. stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, it was. It aged very well. I guess is the best. My way age. To put. The reason I have an age in the words is just my personal feeling about it. Yeah, I just right. was like I didn't enjoy it at all of this this time. Yeah, I, when I put it, you know, I'm 34, so half my life ago I loved it. And it's no. like, what the hell happened to me? <laughs> but yeah, I can agree. Some of the like makeup stuff and like, or like the funny stuff where like he cuts the waterbed and yeah. shooting spots yeah. and stuff like some of that's still pretty funny. Kathy Baker makes me uncomfortable in that movie because like, <laughs> I don't know if she was like a sex symbol at some point, but she looks. I don't she has know. a pretty good body at that age, but she looks like she's also like 47. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> right. She's strongly coming on to Edward. Yep. Heavy, too. But yeah, I mean, I like Winona Ryder. Yep. It's weird seeing Anthony Michael Hall as a bully because he was always the geek. <laughs> right. He just kind of grew up with his body, I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he always played the dweeb in all those John Hughes movies. Yeah, he did. But I don't know. Maybe it's a Burton thing too. Like I just don't. Yeah, like I, I said, liked him I'm a lot not... more when I was a teenager, and now it's like these movies. Even Big Fish, I rewatched it when we did whatever year, oh three, oh four, oh three, I think. Back when we had limited, I mean, it yeah. probably would have made my list expanded. But right, I don't know. It's just something about his movies. I think. Having said that, I think Beetlejuice will probably make it when whatever eighty eight. Eighty eight is Beetlejuice, and I, yeah. I'll be honest, I actually I, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I've always loved that movie. Yeah, to see that was one that I could never really get on board with, 85. even as a even as a kid. Yeah, I, didn't really I couldn't. Like I was, but that's the thing that's weird. Is I wasn't a Pee Wee Herman. I never watched a show ever. I don't right. even really know about it. I, knew I him thought from the he movie. just seemed like a creepo. Like I'm not. I mean, he's a I, weirdo. Yeah, I know. I just never liked. But his I like vibes. the visual, like the large marge and all that shit. Like yeah, 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 up. yeah, like, yeah. Just yeah. the storyline of that is absurd. Yeah, I never could get into Huey Herman. But yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Tim Burton is. Maybe he's just aged poorly in a lot of ways. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, uh, I think this is the most Tim Burton, Tim Burton film. Just in the style and the story and it's all that emo goth kind of shit. Well, then next year we got 89. 89 is Batman, which. I'll make his. We'll probably make my list. Probably make mine. Yeah. You I love, still don't think. You really like that movie? That was like your favorite Burton. Or you guys did that one with uh, the category one. Didn't you choose Batman for one of your category ones? Yeah, you I did choose. Like, I chose something. Because we watched it one time with you. You were like, oh, we're going to watch Batman. Batman Returns was my worst age for. I'm talking about category you're... with uh, what's her face? I don't want to say her name. Sorry. Did we? Yeah, you, one time you wanted to watch Batman and we watched it down when I lived here. Yeah. What was the was it a... category would that have been? I can't remember. We've done so many with her that... Did you do a Burton category? We didn't do a Burton. Superhero? No. I could have swore. Nicholson, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. But anyways, yeah, sorry to take us off on tangent there. Yeah, folks. But yeah, I mean, knocks off one of yours. Yeah, that was my number eight. Yeah, sorry, Tom. Yeah, no worries. Shouldn't make a shit list next time. No. <laughs> <laughs> you could have like my number one. <laughs> I doubt that. Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> All right. So my worst is kind of the same way. I liked it as a kid. I saw it as a young child, not like when I was fifteen. I probably wouldn't have liked it as much then. But the witches. 
Yeah, I did not like this movie whatsoever. Never saw it. I never saw it. No? Is that Angelica Houston? Yeah. Yeah. IMDb is 6.8, Metascore of 78. This kind of shocked me. A Rotten Tomatoes of 93% tomato meter, 70% audience. Had an $11 million budget. Did not have a worldwide release, so overall it made $10,360,553. It's directed by Nicholas Rogue. Written by Alan Scott based on the Roald Dahl novel. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. It's uh, called the the book's called The Witches, too? Yeah. I never And they one. just remade it in 2020 with Anne Hathaway playing oh. Angelica Houston's character. But it's a coven of witches, and they have a goal to turn all the children into mice because children stink or something. Like, yeah. it's like <laughs> it, I mean, it's a raw doll book, so yeah. it's not going to be all that deep. But, yeah, this kid loses his parents and his grandma, who's very knowledgeable about witches and tells him all these stories as a kid. Takes him to this, it takes place in like England or Ireland, somewhere over there. And so they go to this hotel for vacation, and that's where the Coven of Witches is meeting. And Angelica Houston, I mean, she was good looking back in the day. Yeah. And all these witches are there, but the big thing is that they take off their masks and their hair, and they're just grossly, they're just grotesque. Yeah, they're like monsters. Yeah. And so the kid gets, sees them and gets caught and they turn him into a mouse and a buddy of his that he met at the hotel into a mouse. And those two and their grandma try to thwart the plan of the witches. It's essentially a caper film, I guess. Okay. And they end up succeeding, but they, the kids never get turned back into children. They're just oh, mice. Just, <laughs> like, yeah. It's not quite a happy ending. Yeah. Actually, they do because one of the the Angelica Houston's character's assistant survives because they end up turning the witches into rats by using the same potion that they were going to use on the kids. And she was kind of a belittled assistant, so she decides to help the kids at the very end and turns them back. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess I forgot about that. It does have a happy ending, but. It's just not very good to watch as an oh, adult. Yeah. I liked it. I loved it as a child. Well, you did rewatch it? Yeah, we rewatched it. It's an hour 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, it was a watch. burner is what it was. Yeah. But. We were kind of drunk. And Sometimes I do that if I know I only have like 100 minutes. I'm like, oh, this one's 89 minutes. Fucking yeah. Let's just, let's just kick it out. Let's burn it. it. Yeah. I mean, it could be really good or it could be really yeah. bad, but it's only an hour-ish. So, like, well, fuck it. Yeah. But, yeah, I did not see the remake. Uh, it got terrible reviews, but I didn't hear about it. So <laughs> I think that was the first. It might have been. No, it was after. I think Wonder Woman. It was right after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think that was the second movie to drop on HBO Max after Wonder Woman. <clears throat> but yeah, didn't see it. Didn't care to. All right, into the into the list now. All right, I have 
actually pulling up the movie I'm looking at because I haven't seen this in a while. Well, I saw it, but it's been a few weeks. Right. I actually really enjoyed Joe versus the Volcano. Never seen it. IMDb a 5.9, Meta 45, Tomato 65%, Audience 54, Worldwide 39.4 million, Budget was 25. It was directed slash written by John Patrick Shanley. Had Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, Lloyd Bridges, Robert Stack. Robert Stack. My God, how many movies did Hanks and Ryan do together? <clears throat> Quite a bit. Three or four, at least. I knew about the two famous ones. I didn't know about that. <clears throat> yeah. So, funny story is, when I went with my friend that I work with and her dad to the casino, he, he, I was talking about this podcast with him, and he was he's a big movie buff. Big movie buff. And he's like, all right, you're doing 1990? He's on his phone just, oh, yeah. He's like, you know, this, <laughs> this movie... He's like, it's a great movie, but it's not really well known. Like, you know, it's got a lot of whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to check that out. And that's why I wanted to w- watch this one is because, you know, this guy's probably late 40s, if not early 50s. Oh, they're your friend's dad? Yeah. Okay. So. Um, so I thought you were talking about Tom Hanks. I was like, shit, he was only like 30 then. <laughs> no. So <laughs> it's basically this guy. Who is paranoid about everything. He goes to the doctor all the time, this and that. And Yeah, so then they basically gave him this fake disease. I can't remember what it was called. Brain fog. Brain fog. And so uh, he's like, you got you know six months to live, blah, 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 blah. Well, we have this millionaire who is going to give you a credit card with no limits. If you go jump in a volcano just to save this tribe. No, the reason he they the billionaire wants him to jump into the volcano is this island is the only source of some mineral he needs to produce oh, whatever like product shady. he's making. Yeah. Is it Lloyd Bridges? <laughs> yeah. God he must have been old as And fun, so <laughs> Tom Hanks goes on a spending spree because he's broke. Um, he gets like the nicest hotel, buys these luggages, like the old, like trunk cases trunk or whatever. Yeah. They're called. And those come to play in the movie, which is kind of funny, but yeah, he spends like, gets to a wardrobe, just blow, like using this card, like left and right. He doesn't care. And you, though? I mean, oh yeah. yeah. So he goes buck wild and he ended up like this taxi or this limo driver. He was buying him like. Got Gucci suits and like he was treating. He's like, oh yeah, you want to do this? And then, well, it was kind of sad because he's like, you want to go to dinner with me? He's like, I have a family, man. I can't, you know, blah blah. And so he went to dinner by himself, which is very sad because I was, you know, he's dying. He's not di- doesn't oh, have anybody supposedly. But he's not actually dying though. No, right? no, no. So once he gets to where he needs to go, he gets on a boat that takes him to the island. But the boat is actually. Um, his the millionaire's daughter that is taking him to it, but she doesn't know what's going on. Okay. And they ended up getting really close. Um, it's well, let's let's take this back. He meets that crazy girl. Meg Ryan plays <coughs> Meg two different characters. Three. Three. Meg Ryan at first is kind of the flighty coworker that he works with in his office, and. 
Once he finds out that he's dying, he gets the nerve to ask her out on a date. And they go out and they go back to his apartment and they're starting to get into it. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm dying in six months. And she's like, what? I don't want any part of this and leaves. Like, I can't. So Is then. Little late? He's got six months left? <laughs> that's when he goes on his spending spree and then flies out to L.A. where the boat is going to be taking off from. Yeah. That's where he meets Meg Ryan's second character, which is the daughter of the billionaire. The billionaire. And she's a kind of moron artist who. And uh, the two accents, well, this accent in particular was horrible. That Meg yeah. Ryan was oh using. Oh, my God. Like, I was like, if she's going to do this the whole movie, I was going to fucking lose my fucking mind. It wasn't purposefully bad? I think it was purposefully bad. Like, oh, okay. she's she's trying. She's an artist living in L.A. who doesn't do anything. It was almost like, lives off her, like prudish. Lives off, like, lives off dad's money. Like Julianne Moore in The Big Lebowski, where she just sounds ridiculous? A little bit, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's a pretty that's, apt my comparison. That's a good point, like, yeah. That's, like, that's, that's an apt comparison. Yeah, that's a good point right there. But no, so then he meets the third one who takes the boat out. Well, who is just Meg Ryan? Who is just Meg Ryan? She's the normal like girl who does not want to be part of daddy's money. He gave her the boat. Well, the only reason she gets to keep the boat is if she takes Tom Hanks Mm -hmm. to the island. Wait, so she's another daughter? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Those two are like half daughters or half sisters. Half daughters you know half sisters yeah. that you yeah. really fucked half up daughter, son. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. non-binary <laughs> oh, jesus no so as they're taking the boat out they're kind of getting closer but whatever and they capsize the boat splits in half well luckily he bought those four big ass trunk things because that's what he tied together and they're floating in the water and shit and then they do they ended up finally getting to the island is what they event yeah they spend oh, a couple days. Oh, because he was using the water to help her survive, so he wasn't doing the water himself. And right, um, it's like his audition like, for Castaway. Yeah, it's basically that because <laughs> I said the same thing. Because the first part, he's where having the a good fuck time. is Wilson? <laughs> the first time, like the first part of it, he's like having a good time dancing, listening. Yeah, to he's music. got a radio. She's unconscious from the accident, and he's. I don't, what, did he have golf clubs or something? Yeah, like, it's just he's just kinda... knocking off golf clubs. Like <laughs> It's just ridiculous comedy movie. I don't mean to sidetrack, but talking about Wilson, did you see that Tom Hanks actually threw out the first pitch at somebody's <laughs> game and had Wilson? I did, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. hilarious. <laughs> but no, that's what I like about this movie is once they... I'm just going to... We don't need to talk about this in depth, but... So you can spoil but, whatever you need to spoil. But basically, when it. they get there, they find out that... Uh, well, she finds out, like, the doctor he said was actually her dad's doctor is a private doctor, so um, he does he's not really dying because... Um, he's not really dying. It, her dad was putting him up to that because he's basically a loser. And Just no, looking for a hypochondriac who would believe something like that. Yeah. And then he fog. would be yes. like, well, I'm going to die anyways. Yeah. yeah, so they jump in the volcano together, and then it, they shoot back out, and they survive, and there's the movie. Great movie. Do they stop, like, thwart her dad, I guess? Like, does the, does the tribe, like, 
the keep their minerals the volcano ends up exploding erupting, yeah. erupting so it just doesn't matter yeah the island is gone okay. yeah so those people are dead. honestly i think they <laughs> might have killed the entire village of people <laughs> yeah. i don't remember i don't remember that specifically yeah I, I was more worried about the two of them that jumped into the volcano so the rest <laughs> of them probably did die so that's sad i mean it's a it's a silly fucking <laughs> yeah well it's kind of that but... tom hanks before he was into his Oscar. Yeah, I mean, I know he got nominated for Big, but that's also even itself. I mean, eighty nine, you got like the Burbs and, oh, and then like Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch also, yeah. Yeah, it was before he was like a serious, serious actor. Well, I mean, yeah, it was a silly, fun movie. Nice. All right, my number nine. I was surprised this is on my list, but. It was on Peacock, and I decided to watch it because I'd never actually seen it, even though it has a famous scene. The Exorcist 3. Wow. I, yeah. I did not even watch it. Tomato Meter 59, Audience 56, IMDb a 6.5, Metascore 48. Directed by William Peter Blady, who directed the original, the classic. Did not do the second one, though. That was terrible. Uh, written by Blady because he wrote the novel Legion. Which, isn't there a show called Legion? Does that have anything to do with that at all? Or no? Legion is a Marvel oh, oh, yeah. show. That's right. I thought it was related. Or is this one subtitled The Heretic? Or is that the second one? That's the second one, I think. Okay. This one's just The Exorcist 3, as far okay. as I know. I didn't find a budget. Uh, US made 26.1, worldwide 39.02 million. Stars George C. Scott, Ed Flanders, Brad Dorif, Scott Wilson, and Jason Miller. Actually, this is funny because we were downstairs earlier and there was that Patrick Ewing uh, poster in that video yes. we were watching. Patrick Ewing it plays the angel of death in some scene. Uh, there's a there's a dream sequence where they're like in heaven, but people are like some of the victims of these crimes are like walking around like with. Have you ever seen Exorcist Three, Tom? I haven't. I I know the the scene. But there's a scene like where this kid he's dead up in it's kind of like a purgatory. And he's got stitches where his head, because he was beheaded, where it's like, he's like, hey, Mr. Such and Such. It's like a dream of some mm. kind. He's having, well, Patrick Ewing, I was sitting there and I'm like, is that Patrick Ewing sitting there? <laughs> and I looked it up and it was him. It's the only scene he's in. He doesn't say anything. He's just he's sitting just there. there. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Fabio is in that scene too, which is random. He's like an angel. Oh, this movie's much better than I'm making it sound, but anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, does it take place strictly in a hospital? It, no, it takes place... Um, so it's in Georgetown where the original took place and a friend, George C. Scott plays a detective who was a friend of the, the, uh, priest that was pushed down the steps yeah, in yeah. the original. And even though I guess I, what I gathered is he's, he saw it or he kept seeing visions of it, even though he wasn't there. I can't exactly remember. Well, there's a new killer around there was a killer that they caught 15 years before named the gemini killer and killings are happening again they're like the mo of that guy but that guy died okay well he ends up getting involved in this hospital he ends up i can't remember how he gets tracked there but it brings him there as investigation oh his his friend who is also a priest gets murdered there and when he shows up there's like an insane asylum part nearby or part of it i can't remember if it's connected mm -hmm. but do you know who brad dorif is the actor yes he played worm tongue in lord of the rings yes yeah good I'm actor sure of him. he's in deadwood he's anyways 
he is uh, like an insane patient, and he just recently started talking, and he claims that he's the Gemini killer that they caught and killed 15 years before. Well, it's a possession thing. Like, he's... he, Whatever Damien or whatever things possessed him, and, it, like, he sees... You'll see him as him, but it's not really how he looks. Right. And basically, it's like... there's a, There is an exorcism attempt at the end. It's it's not a... It's flawed. I almost sure. had it as my worst, just because there's some, a couple of effects that are pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. I actually liked it. It's more an, it's more of a detective movie than a exorcism. I mean, there is an exorcism in it towards the end, or an attempt. Right. But there's a cool scene where the he tries it, and the priest like gets thrown up on the ceiling, and when he goes to like his his skin starts peeling off, and it's fucking pretty gnarly. Even and it holds up actually decently for 1990. Yeah. Um. But like his family, there's like basically the the demon possessing the guy the body like he can't leave his sulk so he starts possessing nurses and people and he realizes he's using other people in there to do the killings right and they end up getting rid of him towards the end it's it's not perfect i know i've i've read several it's much better than the second one the second one's really bad like i did see the second one the second one's garbage but i've seen a bunch of articles or lists on scariest moments in movies yeah, that, that are moment, terrible. And that one is on damn near every single one I've seen. It's because of the perspective in the hospital. And, you and see the, the nurse the walk music, around. too, that happens when yeah, that hits. The, yeah, the, but you jarring. see the nurse for like, it's like an eight-minute scene where she goes into a room, checks on something, something's going on, but it's all from the hallway, and then she goes to check the room, and when she walks away, it's when it comes yeah. out. Like, and it's using like these... They're like garden really shears or something. Sharp yeah. garden shears like the head people. See, I tend to stay away from sequels from some of these, but... It's not terribly scary. Like, the first one, I don't think it's that scary, but I understand the idea of it's scary. Yeah. That's what when people are like, scariest movie ever. It's like, well, it doesn't really scare me that much, but it's scary to think of that happening. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, this one, like, I... It's my number nine. I... It was between this and about two or three others. But I'm like, oh, I gotta, nope, no one's going to have this. Maybe Tom. Let's just talk about it. It'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, saw I it, but I wasn't I wasn't about ready to watch it just because I didn't. It I probably was, wouldn't I probably have. Like, the, it's probably on the bottom of the list if, it, if I was going to watch it. I probably it. wouldn't have rented it. It was just I saw it was on Peacock. I had to watch like a three-minute commercial thing where it's like six right. commercials and then it was free from there and I'm like, all right. And this was your first time watching it? Yeah, I've never seen I've seen the scene. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I've never seen the movie. Right on. Much better than I expected because I expected that to be my worst. Yeah. Just because yeah, I figured yeah. the effects have to be garbage. For sure. There's a couple spots that aren't great, but there's a couple spots where I was like, oh, that holds up pretty well for 32 years. Okay. So that's mine. All right. My number nine. I knocked it off, right? Yeah, I knocked off my eight. Okay. My number nine is a movie that I did not expect to make my list, and it was also the first time I had watched it. Pretty Woman. That's my my number six. Yeah, I like that movie. I'd actually lot. never seen it either. Really? I, I knew of it. I knew it. of it a lot. I've it's seen famous. this a lot as a child. It's, my it's a pretty good I movie. Loved I loved it. Is an IMDb a 7.1, a Metascore of 51, Rotten Tomatoes of 65% tomato meter, 68% audience, had a $14 million budget, domestically, 
$178,406,268. Worldwide, $463,406,268. That's insane. Like Gary Marshall, right? Gary Marshall, written by J.F. Lawton. Basically made Marshall's career. Made Julia Roberts, too. Yeah, Yeah, that and there was another movie this year. This year, yeah. It's on my list, but... It is? No, it's not on my list. Oh, it's not? Okay, then. Flatliners. Flatliners. (laughs) I didn't... Never saw that one. I just didn't want to like spoil in case somebody. Yeah, I didn't either. You've never seen Flatliners? I never saw it. It's okay. I heard the remake is absolute dog shit. I've never saw it. I would say this is more the movie that made her than anything. Yeah, this and they were the same year. But yeah, this was the one that she was nominated. That's right. I mean, great movie. I've never found her. I'm not saying I've never been like been like ooh she's like I've never found her that attractive but in this movie in she's this movie, pretty she damn is, good yes I I'm I'm with you 100 percent on that I never was really a big Julia Roberts I don't fan, know Runaway but, uh, Runaway Bride she was really good looking too and, yeah I'll give you that I was just surprised but, I don't know yeah but um, her niece oh Jesus Emma Emma oh yeah That's Eric's daughter yeah, yeah I would do dirty okay. deeds. <laughs> Join me on my. Uh... <laughs> I'm joking. The only reason she has a career is because the fucking American Horror Story <laughs> keeps her alive. Yeah, yeah. That's... But yeah. Anyways, let's talk about Pretty Woman. I mean, did I guess they never really said what her background was? She just showed up in L.A. and because a friend got her out there to be a prostitute, or did they? I think um... she was like. Was she like running from something from home? I think she was like, home, the, you know, like from what I got from it. Maybe I made my own story about it, but like you know, like she's just like that girl from a small town that needed to get away. Is what I got. There's a little bit of that, but she's also like, like the scene with the headphones in the bath. Like she's just quirky. Yeah, she's yeah. kind of odd. Definitely, definitely. Well, like not so, weirdo, but like she's just like an odd girl. Kind so of. here's like seven, eight year old me. And it's kind of endearing. When I watch this with my stepmom all the time, um, when I was over visiting, I wanted to be Richard Gere. I thought he was a baller. He drove a, like, you know, he really couldn't drive the car, but, you know, he had the life of driving in a limo, had money, just, and this is what I was just going to say. Prostitution then is now OnlyFans now. Well, I was just going to say, what, were you, in tra- so as a true. seven or eight-year-old, were you like, I'm going to buy prostitutes? Is that what you were thinking? Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Like, why wouldn't I? I was horny from the day I entered the womb. <laughs> no, you were the, not. The, the day you entered the wound? Or got out of the wound. <laughs> Is that what you said? Once I, oh, you, it was you my dad put the semen in me. It was like, okay, Trav. <laughs> Take a breath. I don't think biologically... You know, you, as boys, you get those when you're a kid, but you don't know. You're not doing it because you're actually turned on. You don't, just don't know why you're getting that until a certain age. I don't know. I've been looking at Playboy since I was four years old. Five years old. You weren't doing anything about it. It's not biologically possible when you're Dude, four. Dude, I was a horny son of a bitch. Okay, I don't, I'm not. Anyway. <laughs> just speaking on but biology's no, behalf What right I'm now. just saying is... Ri- Richard you Gale, wanted to be Richard Richard was the prostitute boss. buying. Yep. money, money is no fucking problem for him. Anything he wants, he gets. Like he's buying a billion dollar business or whatever the fuck that was. You know, I was gonna say too, who I liked in this movie is uh, the other girl, Laura Sangiacomo. 
Yeah, she's from like just shoot just me shoot or me? something, right? She's she was pretty nice looking in the really? early nineties. She was in the stand too. Um, a miniseries. Yeah. What's his face from Seinfeld? Jason Alexander. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of I, a dickhead. Yeah, he's an it? asshole. He tries raping her <laughs> yeah, at the end yeah, of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of fucking well, shit is that? I thought of this when I watched it, and I mentioned to a guy at work who's a big <laughs> Seinfeld fan. And I go, "You ever see Pretty Woman?" He goes, "Oh yeah, a long time ago." And I go. I had a perspective watching this because it's 1990. Seinfeld came out in 89 and didn't really get big till like 91, 92. Yeah. So I was like, I bet you there were people that saw Seinfeld in 91, 92 that were like, oh, that fucking guy from Pretty Woman. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of blew my mind to think about. Like, <laughs> very well could be. Because Seinfeld was, they only had like five episodes their first season in 89. Yeah. yeah. So, but no. yeah, he tries, dude, he tries fucking raping tries... her at the end of the movie. Like, yeah. He's, you said he's a bad dude. Yeah, he's a bad dude. <laughs> yeah, it's well, he's like, our lawyer or his lawyer, right? He's, he's like lawyer and a partner. Of some something. Kind? Yeah, I don't. Because he's. I know he's mentioned. He's him being his, his lawyer. business partner. He's his lawyer. Yeah. Um, because well, sometimes use people use their lawyers in business. That's stuff. what it is. He's the lawyer because, um, he's how Richard Gere's character said, um. I made you a lot of money over these they're years. They're just buying real estate, right? Buying they're, real no, estate, they're developers. Off. They're buying and, and pillaging companies. Yeah. That's right. Okay, sorry. I yeah. watched this a few weeks ago, so that's why. No, this... Yeah, they're like what stripping I like, down. Yeah, because it's the old guy that he finally has a heart, change what, of heart. Yeah. What I love about Keep it, it in the family kind of thing. Is he gets that call and he has to get to Hollywood as soon as possible. So he takes his lawyer's car because his limo's parked in. And he doesn't know where the fuck he's going. He's never driven a car before. Well, he hasn't driven and a stick. A stick. And oh, he yeah. stops and talks, talk, uh, pulls over, and Julia Roberts' friends like, "You can have him." And she went up. And <laughs> yeah. she went up. She went up. Fuck! To, she went up to him, and they get in the car, and she's like, "You want me to drive? You got to do this, this, and this." And so he gives her the car, and she's just having a grand old time. And um, that is what I loved is. You just let a prostitute drive this $300,000 car? Okay. Well, it's not his. So. You know what actually has always made me laugh, and I finally got to see the perspective of it, is I used to always, I don't know how you feel, but I, I used to be a pretty big Chili Peppers fan back in the day. Yeah. And I was seeing, they have a song called Show Me Your Soul, which was a single for Pretty Woman. And I always remember, like, they made a song for Pretty Woman? <laughs> and it's yeah. in the dance club scene. It's... I don't Pretty remember. Woman. It's, it's early. No, it's not that song. But it's early on in the movie when he finds her. Oh yeah. Oh, when she. Oh, when she first goes to find her friend who yeah. skimped on the money or whatever. Yeah. Okay. But that's playing in the club, and I was like, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, it's only like maybe well, forty seconds part of the song, but it's on that soundtrack, and I was like, <laughs> that's that puts it in perspective. That's random because they weren't even famous. I mean, well, they were yeah. borderline famous at that time. What I really liked about this movie too is. He goes in the bathroom and she, after she goes in and she's hiding something in her hands. Like, I don't deal with this shit. Get yourself a pack up. And then it's actually dental floss. She thinks she's doing drugs and shit. Mm-hmm. Or he oh, yeah. thinks she's doing drugs. But another thing that was funny about this movie is we did a podcast with our uh, one girl. And um, I did uh, the movie Meet the Ricardos as my choice. And they were watching the same clip with... Uh, um, yeah, I love Lucy. Oh, I love Lucy mashing the grapes and stuff. I was like, it's so weird. I just yeah, I'm, we did just watch that like the week before. Is that movie any good? I yes, love that it movie. Was it was good. on Sorkin. 
Yeah. It's a great movie. The nominations for everybody involved were warranted. Oh, okay. For sure. Cool. Yeah, right. I never really watched much of that growing up. I, know I didn't way, either. But I, didn't I know either. she was supremely funny. I and enjoyed... Had, well, I chose Nicole Kidman as... She has Michigan ties, too, I think. Lucille Ball. I think she had a home here somewhere. Oh, mm-hmm. you're right. She did. I feel like she might actually be from Michigan. Anyways. Yeah, Pretty Woman. I like I mean, it a lot. The I'm dynamic s- between the two is what really got me when they're like doing the negotiations for a price for the night or yeah, yeah. go and do this or when she's supposed to be all hoity toity and she's I almost pissed my pants or whatever she said yeah like, like oh yeah he's like i would have done it for this amount like when she said that like that was hilarious well i like when she goes back to that store too and look at all Rubs the shit i the bought face. like which is a nice oh, little... Oh, no, she went in there and she's like, are you guys on commission? They're like, yeah. She's like, look at all the shit I bought. Yeah, it's like a nice little... Big mistake. ...perspective of like, you know, like, don't treat people, treat people based on what you think. Yeah. And it's kind I mean, of... she is dressed pretty skimpy in most of the movie, but... <laughs> yeah. It's kind of one of the most known, like, behind-the-scenes things of any movie, but when Richard Gere closes the necklace thing on her, that was completely ad-libbed, and that yeah. laugh is genuine. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody seems to know that, but that's still kind of fucking cool. Do All you right. know much about? I saw Gear on Graham Norton once with like Emma Stone he's, and something, and he's fucking he like a, creepy, dude. He's like a huge like Buddhist or something, isn't he? Well, he was like touching, like like kept rubbing like Emma Stone. Sh- I think it was Emma Stone. Well, and she kept uh, being like, "Jesus." Wasn't he fucking dogs? No, the rumor is he, oh. he stuck a fucking. What yeah, what is it? A, a hamster or a hamster or a gerbil up his ass? Yeah, what a weird. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know how that got. It's almost one of those stories that's yeah, too might crazy like, yeah. to not be true, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I don't know about him in his later years. But no, he's like all into like Buddhism. He's like met with the Dalai Lama several times. I think he's banned in China because he's like a big free Tibet. Is he the one guy. that's with? What's their face? Zeta Jones or is that somebody else? That's Michael Douglas. Oh, yes. Yeah. My bad. Thinking late 80s, good looking dudes. <laughs> They're all the same. Kevin Costner, fucking yeah. Michael Douglas, fucking. Same guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think we should do a few more and then. Yeah, we can do one more it. round and if you need to take a break, we can do that. Yeah, I'm going to start going potty here in the next little bit, anyhow. Oh. That so, cleared us all out. Was that Tom's choice? That was my number nine. So, so we each have I, eight. I, I don't, well, I have eight. You have seven. I'd have be seven. surprised if this is not on anybody's list. But I'm just—it was the weakest of them. But I loved it. Okay. Back to the Future Three. I it barely missed it because I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. Yeah. It is number four. IMDb of seven point four. Meta fifty five. Tomato eighty. Audience seventy eight. Worldwide about two hundred forty five mil. Uh, budget was 40. Director, writer, Robert Zemeckis. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Mary Steenburgen. Fucking love her. And Ted Tom Davis. Wilson. Ted Danson's wife. Yeah, have been married for a while. So, I used to always confuse her with Catherine Keener. <coughs> the reason I, why I that ended, Always confuse them. The reason why that ended at that part of my list, because I don't rank them, but I go from number one down, and that I forgot that that was this year. When I, when I got to, like, 
the second page or third page, I was like, fuck, I forgot that was this year. And then I just wrote it down. It is the worst of the three. It is no, the worst by, of the three. by far. Yeah, but, but it's, you, it's still, Those are the most enjoyable flicks It still almost ever. made my list. <laughs> like, all three of those will make my list because I will never forget first time I ever saw them. I think it was in fourth or fifth grade. Um, I walked, me and my buddy walked, we had a half day of school and we walked over to his grandparents' house and, um, and he's like, we have, I have all three on VHS and I'm like, dude, let's do that. He's like, my grandparents aren't home. We got, so we made like nachos and we sat there and cranked out all three and it was the best time ever. And ever since I saw those movies, like, Three is the weakest, but I love them. I I let you go for like talk about because I know this is your jam. I mean, it's I I tend to look at these movies as just a singular story because the first one ends, the second one begins. Yeah, like same with this one. Yes, but I mean, time travel. I'm I'm there for it. And just, I like how they bring everybody back in certain aspects. You still got Emma Thompson, or not Emma Thompson, Caroline. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Yeah. She played Caroline in the city. That's why I stood <laughs> yeah. there. But yeah, she's back. I mean, playing his ancestor, the whole idea of him being Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. like wearing the goofy ass fucking fifties western shit that he thought would be cool. I mean, what year is it supposed to be again? I can't remember. This is 1885. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> because they went back to... Uh, but there's like Biff and stuff in it too, right? Yeah. He like, Biff that's is an outlaw. That's yeah. when they saw... The principal is yeah, the sheriff. Got, uh, they found the tombstone um, with his name on it. Yeah, killed over $20 for mm-hmm. not horsing a shoe by... Whatever his outlaw name was, yeah, I can't remember it. And then the whole like idea of the whole being a coward, being yellow, yeah, and that is kind of played through all three movies. What are you, chicken? The fact that from he was watching whatever western movie in Back to the Future Two to tell him to put the fucking yeah, like body armor on, like it just. Everything connects so good in this trilogy that it just makes, even though this one is pretty weak, if you watch the two prior, it makes it's it that much better. Yeah. Yeah, I still always liked this movie. I, but I also think I've seen it the least of the three. Yeah. And I didn't have access. I only own, I bought the first one alone a long time ago. I don't own the other two. I'm, I'm, oh, really? Two is going to make my list. I'm sort of spoiler alert. But like, yeah, I just didn't get a chance to rewatch it this time. I think I could yeah, have rented uh, it, but I, I don't know. There was other stuff I tried to watch first to see if it get yeah. bumped, and it got bumped. This could easily have been in the spot of Exorcist Three, like. <laughs> right, I yeah, I'm 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 a big. I think when we did. Uh, favorite trilogies with our category. I think this is the one I picked. Yeah, it's a good pick. <clears throat> um, no, I. Yeah, because you picked this one. But that's what we couldn't do. We couldn't do Millennium because we had already discussed that. We well, no, it. like the we we were chose um the director writer, and we couldn't do it because you already did the oh Zemeckis. Yeah, yeah. I think the 
thing with this trilogy too is like I know people have never seen them but when you show people nobody dislikes Back to the Future no seen it like no even older people like my parents like it like there's just don't think it it's got almost like a hundred percent approval rating yeah, yeah my mom, sure. my mom you might not care for the third as much like we uh, it's not as good obviously but like one like they're great they're fucking them, i mean you show anybody a picture of a delorean and it covers so and many different to... and it covers so many different you know time periods where people can relate well and that's what i was just Absolutely. gonna say like Maybe not 1885. It's, <laughs> it's, it's more the actors, because my mom was a big Michael J. Fox fan who was in her late 60s, or early 60s. Yeah. Like, that's why our parents would watch this, is because Michael J. Fox was a big actor around their age. It was huge. And the fact that you show anybody a DeLorean... Mm-hmm. The first thing they're going to think of is Back to the Future, not that the owner of the DeLorean company went to jail for cocaine smuggling. Yeah. Didn't even know that. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's why they have warehouses filled where you can buy a brand new DeLorean right now if you want, because they have parts to build you one. It's funny you mentioned, I (laughs) don't ask me why, I started doing this 80s puzzle that I found at Target on my table at home yeah and there's two different references to this here it's got him in the little like uh what do you call it the vest thing the po- poofy vest oh yeah yeah and it's got the delorean in another spot dude thousand we, piece puzzle we stopped doing puzzles because we bought two or three and they all were missing pieces so we fucking did i don't know if mine's missing because i haven't finished it yet but it looks pretty good yeah we, we, we were doing finish a cor- uh, good whole we were doing we get the edges we were uh doing movie puzzles during oh, like okay. when the lockdown first happened and we got one that was just a collage of posters. Oh nice. But missing pieces. And then the second one we got was what? It was Pennywise? Yeah. Puzzles are fun, man. I, oh, yeah. I like doing them, but, but when, then when they're missing you pieces, can't fucking you finish them. Yeah. Like fuck. Were you buying well, them like, they were, were you buying them second hand? Well, like, no, we no, bought them off Sam, Amazon. Oh wow. Well that's the thing is is God, I hope mine's not missing To be pieces. honest, like what happened is we sent one we sent a complaint and then they were supposed to ship us another one. They never did. Yeah, that's Bastards. right. Give my bad review. But yeah, there's, that's how big these movies are. There's two references in one puzzle. <laughs> so I have six left. I have... I well, have I've gotten one. two knocked off, so we'll buy or do your next one, and then we'll break, because I'm I have seven two left. behind. All right, my number eight. The weakest of the trilogy as well. We're going to... Die Hard 2. Yep, That's on mine as well. Tomato meter 69, audience 70. IMDb a 7.2, Metascore 67, directed by Rennie Harlan, written by Stephen DeSouza and Doug Richardson. Budget of 70 million, made 117.5 US, 240 million worldwide. Bruce Willis, Dennis Franz, William Atherton, Fred Thompson, and Bonnie Bedelia. Um... Yeah, out of the first three, at least. This is universally known as probably the weakest, I think. I think so. I like Vengeance <clears throat> better. but You like what better? Vengeance better. With Vengeance. I, I'm not It feels more like number one. Weak on this one. It is, yeah. There is a bit of that. It's Die Hard in Which is probably the same as how we feel about Back to the Future 3, where it's like, I, personally, I just think it's the weakest of the three. I think review-wise, it probably is. Uh, yeah, I would but think so. It's... 
it's just a wild fun ride for two hours it's a fun fucking flick i mean at the end of the day though i'm kind of like like what what's the plot exactly <laughs> like what yeah there's this They're breaking a colombian or venezuelan yeah, whatever he's the fuck like a drug lord is. in but that's like the he's a general who's like smuggling drugs yeah and there's like the whole subplot with like John Ames's character where it's like, Oh, this guy's these guys are good and it's like, Oh wait, they're all bad. <laughs> yeah. Um I always thought it was cool that the crash scene and a couple other scenes are shot in Alpina's airport. Did wait, you know what? that? There's a couple of snow scenes on the air on the strip that are shot in at Al- in Alpena, Michigan. I did not know airport, that. And in the UP a couple of the snowy s- scenes. I gotta go where the snow is, I guess. But one thing, I almost considered this for a half a second for Age the Worst because of the idea of crashing an entire plane of, like, 200 people and just two minutes later just being like, all right, let's get back to the story. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like in a post-9-11 world, that probably wouldn't... No. I don't think... I don't know if people would throw a fit, but it'd just be like, eh, maybe not. Let's maybe not have a plane crash full of people. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. Unless it's about... 9-11 or something obviously but <laughs> yeah. let's just say it's enjoyable yeah um dennis franz pre nypd blue yeah fred thompson <clears throat> pre-senator yeah and law and order yeah, yeah that's right he was the da in law and order wasn't he what was he a senator of tennessee or was he tennessee a, or was kentucky he, was he a was... senator I think it was a senator senator he, made he ran a, for president he a dipped times. his toe to run for president and Quickly, or four, maybe? four at least. Well, four Bush would have been the incumbents. I don't know unless they had a primary against him. Yeah, maybe it was a wait then. Maybe I don't remember, but yeah, he definitely. Yeah, I know he dipped his toe. Put in. his name in, and it's just a fun movie. I mean, it's definitely not it's as good as the first a, one. The first one's Hall of Famer. It's essentially what you say. It's fucking Die Hard in an airport, like yeah. Just like Mallrats is clerks in a mall. Like that's, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how they describe it. Well, Die Hard's, it. you could argue it's one of the most influential movies. The first one, just yeah, like absolutely. Speed, Die Hard on a train or on a bus. And I like how they reference Cliffhanger, back. Die Hard on a mountain. I like how they reference back to it. Like, why does this keep happening to me? I'm always yeah. fucking crawling through fucking tin cans and all this yeah. shit. Like the baggage area in the back where he just <laughs> runs that one guy's head into the thing. Yeah. Like, so it was good action. Got a lot of people I like. Joe, John Ames, cool. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And of course, there's like. What's funny is, I don't understand like Franz's character and a couple of the airport guys that are like, "Oh, you're what's his um, what's his name? John McClane, Mister." <laughs> They're almost like questioning him, like Mister Hero from Nakatomi. Like, you don't know shit. Get out! Like <laughs> it's kind of like, wouldn't you just listen to this guy or right? You gotta think pre-internet. I guess he would be pretty famous if you if somebody in 1988 saved an entire building of people from a, yeah from a terrorist, terrorist group. He's gonna be on Time magazine. You're gonna know who he is. All this shit. All yeah. Like well, knowing, even it's like knowing Sully. You know, it's they like, even mentioned like I saw you on 60 Minutes. You didn't really handle yourself very yeah. well, or something like that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a fun movie. I like how they brought Dick Thornburg back and his wife yep. gets to take him out again. That was cool. Don't fuck. <laughs> knocked out in the bathroom. <laughs> and that line was funny, too, with the old woman. Like, I fucking tried my taser on my dog. He oh. limped for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Just some funny shit in there. I like how they brought fucking Al for a cameo. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, I almost mentioned his name, but he's only in it for like... Even Bonnie yeah, Bedelia is only in it for three or four scenes yeah. for like a couple minutes, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a solid action yeah, flick. It is what it is. The first one's really good, but the second one's just, you know, not as good, but it's still good. And I really enjoy the Die Hard series. I mean, they start tampering off, but. Now, what? how did you feel about Live Free or Die Hard? Is that the one with Long? That's the one with Justin Long, yeah. Out of, I've seen that one and then the one after. The one after is absolute oh, that fucking was... horseshit. Live Free is okay. I, I enjoy that's the, that. That's film. the one with, the, what's his face, right? The guy that was on Justified. Yeah, Only Fun. Uh, He's the bad guy, right? Yeah. I only saw it one. I remember thinking it was okay. I didn't, it didn't compare to the first three to me. No, I mean, they fucked up by making a PG-13. Yeah. Which, that's dumb. And But I, I found it a fun flick. Yeah, that one's <clears> just like out the of the recent, more recent ones. It's well, and then, that crap. what was the last one called? It was Live Free or Die Harder. Do you know the actual title of this is Die to Die Harder? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is... Great, terrible title at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's... Isn't Rennie Hamlin or Harmlin, whatever his name is, isn't he known for doing, like, shit movies? Pretty much. Mc, uh, what's his face? The guy that did... Is it McTiernan? McTiernan did, he the, did first the first and, and the, the third. third. So yeah. he came back. It's kind of like with Blady with Exorcist 1 and 3. Mm-hmm. Didn't do 2. Yeah, Rennie Harlan. I think... Yeah, I, I think, think it's he's, his IMDb has some shit. That's kind of his, like... It's like Michael Bay before Michael Bay. Or yeah, a little bit like that. Maybe he did one of the Predators. I don't remember. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, okay. Cutthroat, 1995. Uh, is that Cutthroat Island? Like one of the biggest bombs of all time? It is Cutthroat Island. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, I didn't finish this. Die Hard 2 and then... Did you do Nightmare on Elm Street 4? Oof. <coughs> yeah, some of those are pretty rough. Um, that's really the most famous movie he did before this. Okay. Interesting. The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Has Andrew Dice Clay's in it? Oh, oh, well, that's first sign. And Wayne Newton and Lauren Holly. Oh my God! The twenty-four on Meta. <laughs> Cliffhanger is okay. Yeah, what it is. It is what it is. He did Exorcist: The Beginning. Oh, that movie was not very good. Five point one on IMDb. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, I did see that one. And he did The Covenant in 2006. Same with Heath Ledger? 5.1. Sebastian Stan is Sebastian it. Stan. Is that Heath Ledger, too? Or I don't see him on here. Okay. He might have been a smaller part, but by that time I died. I don't think he would have been at that point. Yeah. But Sebastian Stan, fucking A. And he did some episodes of Burn Notice. Did he really? That's funny. And white collar and covert affairs. He must have worked for USA. <laughs> yeah, <then>. pretty much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, we all have that, so we can take a break. Yeah, I have no potty, Dad. I'm getting fucking wiped out here. Well, I've got five left. Hold on, I got one. I have five also. I have I six. Guess. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, when we come back, you'll just go again. 
Sure, I don't think anyone's going to have my number seven or whatever number it is. All right, so my number seven, no, no one's going to have this, is Wild at Heart. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see that. Tomato meter 67, audience 81. IMDb a 7.2, Metascore 52, directed by David Lynch. Adapted screenplay by Lynch based on the novel by Barry Gifford. Budget of 9.5 million, made 14.6, didn't have a worldwide release. Stars Nicolas Cage, Laura Dern, Diane Ladd, Willem Dafoe, and Harry Dean Stanton. And then a bunch of other people that I recognize that are kind of Lynch's people. Yeah. Um, whew, Laura Dern in this. Whew. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, <laughs> it's about it's about these two lovers. Um, Cage is a little older than Laura Dern's character. They're called Sailor and Lulu. Lula. Lula. He's Sailor. And her mom hates him. Diane Ladd plays the mom of Lauren Dern, which in real life is her mom. Yeah. She was nominated, actually, which is a little surprising after watching it. I'm like, really? It's got a nomination for Diane Ladd was? Yeah. Really? And supporting? For supporting. Um, basically, like, he goes to jail early in the movie for self-defense killing someone. It's kind of they don't really explain and go into detail on it. He's just gone for like twenty months. Because <laughs> I remember thinking like, oh, for murder that wouldn't he wouldn't get twenty months. He'd get yeah, twenty yeah. life, you know. But anyways, you realize pretty early on, like he gets out of prison, the mom goes nuts because he gets back with her and she picks him up from prison and they're in love and he like. They go on the run because they're being tailed because the mom has hired a hitman to kill him, to get him out of her daughter's life. And so, like, Harry Dean Stanton, which is, like, her lover, Diane Ladd's lover, he's, like, tailing them, but he's, like, a good guy. (laughs) It's, like, funny. He's, like, a nice dude. He's definitely not going to kill him. But there's other people involved that are... Basically, you, you come to realize, like, Nicolas Cage... This character, Sailor. Laura Dern's dad was killed in a fire, like, a few years before when she was, like, a teenager. Okay. And you realize that Diane Ladd set it up. So he was murdered by his own wife and her mother. But she's trying to make it seem like... Because Nicolas Cage worked for the guy who did it also. There's, like, links to, like, hierarchy of crime. Mm -hmm. So it makes... She tries to put in her daughter's mind that cage did it gotcha he didn't and she doesn't believe it anyways like because she's so in love with him it's just kind of a cool like it's all on the west too it's like texas and like New is it Orleans. Kind of, they're like a road trip like they're traveling it's a little road trip maybe not as big as like a them. thelma and louise type road trip but it's still cool like they come across a car accident once which is all fucked up there's a woman still alive but she's dying like she's got like head trauma and she's like repeating weird shit and then dies in front of them and yeah. like, they come across this town I forget what the town's called but they get there and that's where willem dafoe's character is and he's creepy yeah, as hell he's got like weird trailer. teeth like his teeth they did something yeah. to his teeth where they're all fucking nasty but he's really good in it um yeah it's just kind of they're being tailed and like several people are trying to kill them but they keep kind of getting out of it Oh, uh, Isabella Rossellini's in it too. In a oh, she's a Lynch girl. Role. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the only two I know they do together is that and Blue Velvet. But 
at that time he was she was a lynch girl for sure yeah dern's been in other stuff is inland empire which i never saw but isn't this the movie that got stolen yes yeah so. i ordered it from amazon i forgot to put in it i was just like it's 12 bucks i'm not even gonna fucking put in anything <laughs> so i found it it was at the library oh really that's okay. the only reason i, I found was it because i wasn't streaming anywhere so i was excited to be like oh it's at the library i'll just fucking put it on hold and yeah it's... i got it thursday watched it yesterday that's one of the reasons why i didn't watch it because it wasn't yeah that's what i figured it's cool cage is just being cage uh (laughs) he's kind of almost raising arizona cages maybe not as goofy right like there's but it's got all the lynch shit where there's this weird dialogue and like sometimes there's like a scene with this guy at a bar just kind of like looks over his shoulder by them and just like chirps (laughs) he does it like four times it's like this is totally (laughs) i think sometimes he just does it to fuck with people there's no way he views it as like this is how people act because people yeah. don't act the way they do in these movies. Uh, but there's an underlying like Wizard of Oz theme to the movie. Like even a few times they kind of bring up the yellow brick road and like getting and like the fairy godmothers at the there's a fairy godmother scene at the end. There's to like there's a scene where she clicks her heels and she's got red shoes. Like it's all yeah. it's a little like maybe it's not so subtle, but I don't understand fully why. <laughs> <laughs> But Just I kind because. of enjoyed being like, oh, fuck, Wizard of Oz. There's a little... And there's even a couple parts with a, a globe where you kind of see, like, I can't remember. Do you remember, like, the wizards? Uh... When she could see, like, the flying monkeys? And yeah, all yeah, 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 yeah. And they see her, the Wicked Witch is supposed to be the mother. You see her a couple times. Like, it's yeah. there's little things. I don't know if the book has anything to do with that, Barry Gifford's book, because it's called right. Wild at Heart as well. Okay. Um, Does it have a happy ending so to speak or is it it does a, actually does it? he goes to jail again later in the movie which doesn't sound happy <laughs> but she's pregnant with his kid and when he gets out the kid's like five. Oh, they get busted for drug shit i think i can't remember he gets set up kind of in the group with defoe and them anyways there's a shootout and somebody kills a cop he doesn't kill a cop but he um um meets his son and he realizes in the moment saying there at first he's like i'm not I, i'm not good for you like so he leaves and she's upset and there's a callback to the beginning of the movie he sings her a song like at a bar and she's like i thought your favorite song was love me tender which i think is presley i think i think so and he goes oh, i'm only gonna sing that to my wife and at the very end he finds her and he starts to sing it to her <laughs> nice and then they like, kiss, and that's when they're in the credits. It's it's a cool movie. It's on his list. It's not on the Blue Velvet level or Mulholland Drive, in my opinion. Right. It's probably better than Lost Highway. Although, I mean, there's all. It's so weird to show people. Have you ever like? He's got a very movies with people you don't. Because I remember sure. my ex showing her um, Twin Peaks, the show, and she ended up enjoying it. But I remember at first mm-hmm. she's like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Like, yeah. Because it's just awkward. There's so many awkward yep. silences and just weird things being said. Or someone will just repeat the same thing like eight times in a scene. And you're like, what? But I love it. I don't know why I love it. It's just yep. he's one of my favorite directors. I'm glad he doesn't do much anymore because he is in his 70s. But he does a lot of music videos still. And music. Does he? Like, in fact, he made like a few bands. He's done like, um, I think they're on Netflix, some of them. You can find 
like concerts, but he will throw in visuals and stuff. And it's not as weird as his stuff, but it is right, a little, right. still a little Lynchian. <laughs> no, oh, and the no. Elephant Man. The Elephant Man's Alpha Man, probably his sure. most normal movie. I think that's his most normal. Racerhead's the weirdest. Ra- Racerhead's out there, but I do I like that. I do like it's man. fucking weird. It is, but I like it. That was his first movie, I think. I think you're right. But yeah, I, this is good, and I so I saw Jurassic Park in 3D when it came out, like what five, six, seven years ago, when they reissued it yeah. in the theaters. Yeah. And I never thought I was a kid or growing up, but I remember on the, th- the screen, I was like, "Damn, Laura Dern." Like, <laughs> yeah. Looking pretty good. Even though she's kind of plain looking in that movie. Yeah, I mean. It's weird. I just found her to be like a certain beauty to her. She's aged pretty gracefully. Oh, she's aged say. very well. Yeah. Pretty Little, or uh, not Pretty Little Liars. What's that lie movie? The Lie Show. Little yeah. Lies? The, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Yeah, I love that show. She's in Star Wars, I think, The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. And then like, the scene She's in coming this, back for Jurassic World. The scene in this, man, you see, saw her boobies like five times. <laughs> yeah. Good time. I would love, love to check it out. She's nice looking lady. Anywho's anywho, that's uh that's Wild at Heart. My number seven. I have a feeling we're gonna start hitting Tom. Probably. So my number I already have one, a couple two, times. Three. My number five is a straight nostalgia pick. Uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yep. Oh that didn't make I thought you were going to say something else. No, well, I got another one on there, too. <laughs> this didn't make mine, but I do like it. IMDb is 6.7, Metascore of 51, Rotten Tomatoes of 41% tomato meter, 81% audience. Got a $13.5 million budget. Domestically, $135,384,756. Worldwide, Two hundred two million eighty four thousand seven hundred fifty six dollars. Directed by Steve Barron. Written by Bobby Herbeck, Todd D. Langdon, and of course based on the comics. I love this movie. I grew up on yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja. Like Turtles. the number two is too kiddish. This one has a little dark. This one. This like, one does have some. It's the origin. Yeah, it's like the true. I. When we rewatched it, to be honest, I can't. Oh, I can't believe my family will watch horror movies at seven or eight. But like, I was watching this at five years old. Like, that seems a little dark to me as five years old. But I love this movie. Well, I mean, it is definitely more somber than yeah. the second one because I mean, Raph gets the shit kicked out of him, and oh yeah, they have to take care of him while he's unconscious. And they used to have the trading cards for this. They were my brothers, I'm pretty sure. But do you remember that? Like, I don't know if it was mm-hmm. Tops or who made them, but they were like those. straight up trading cards. I definitely yeah. had those. Those were April O'Neil. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I had them. It's been a long time since I've seen this. I could have easily rewatched it because I think it's on Disney. Right? It's on Disney, yeah. I just, I guess there was just other things I wanted to watch first. And oh, yeah, 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 I get it. I, this just resonated so much for me as a child. I've. Would this be Justin's number one? If he was in this room, I uh, or would, it, it, or would be, our number one be his number? one? I think our number one would be. be but his this two. this would be on his list for sure. He loves he. I think he loves TMNT more than anyone I know. Well, he's starting to get his dog. He, like he got the animated series yeah, for yeah. Christmas and starting to get 
Well, we gave her like three giant fucking turtle action figures oh, or cool. something when she was here one time. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not necessarily an origin story per se. They've been. I mean, they do show in this one, don't they? If I'm they show correct. them getting covered by the ooze or whatever. Yeah. In the flashback. Finding them. Yeah. And. This Splinter. One, I guess it's been a long time. This one's got the Bebop and the Rocksteady, right? No. 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 Says, Not that one? No. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady never make an appearance. It was Toka and Razor. Am I just thinking of the games all those years? Where I'm like, oh, Bebop. You must be, because they're not... Also, it's it, been, I probably haven't seen this since high school. <coughs> this is definitely rewatchable. It's a good flick. Um, I am a big fan of... I've always I've always had the action figures. I mm-hmm. always had everything growing up. Like the cards you were talking about, I had those. Um, but I remember being a kid, and the first one I loved, and I remember watching the second, and that... It was too kiddish. And I still liked it when I was a kid, but when I rewatched it as an adult, I'm like, this is awful. Where this one, as I rewatch as an adult, I'm like, this is fucking Did you great. ever watch the new ones? Oh, they're awful. With they're Fox. like jacked up the fucking... The first, first one, one actually was better than I thought. I think it's I had such low expectations that I actually was like, that actually wasn't... No, it was not good. It wasn't good, but I, it was like, I could manage watching They're jacked that. up fucking... I don't... Yeah, I don't remember... I own the first one. I know I've seen it, but I don't really remember it. Yeah. I know I didn't see the second one. I didn't see the second one. I guess but I grew up on the games. I grew up on the cartoon. We didn't, oh, what, I grew up on the cartoon, too. We didn't We didn't own these movies. I mean, the story goes, as I was a child, I would sing the opening song to the <laughs> cartoon and do ninja moves in the living room the whole time. Nice. So, yeah, I was a little bit invested, but... Even watching it now, like the whole Foot Clan and recruiting delinquent youth and shit That's like right. that, like okay. it, it's it's pretty somber for what yeah. the cartoons were. And tones. What, absolutely, you got. I'll have to rewatch these because it's worth a rewatch. For yeah, sure. I know the second in, one. You actually, can, I know for sure in college I watched them because I lived with Justin and I know we watched yeah. at least the first. How many are there of the original? Just two three. or three? There's, I watched two of them. Three of them, they go like back in time to like feudal yeah. The only reason I know is because I think it's in two. It made me laugh every time. It doesn't make any sense dialogue-wise. April shows up at their pad and is like, where's Master Splinter? And Splinter's like over by the window looking in and he just yells, coming. Oh, and I God. remember me and T. Brown were just, because T. Brown was over, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was a like creepy kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two was not good. I never saw three. Is three worse? Three is worse than two, oh, yeah. Geez. One is the best. Like, if you're going to oh, watch yeah. anyone watch this one and say, fuck the rest, because we watched Yeah, second. I haven't seen the first since probably 2007. Yeah, I'd rewatch uh, I'd rewatch this one again. Oh, yeah. In a couple of years or whatever. But, I'd yeah. do it in the next seven months. When it gets back to wintertime. We should just do... Actually, I just had an idea. If we start running out of years and stuff, or if we decide, instead of one-off movies or classics, we should just do, like, little series or a little, like... We could go through the Marvel Universe, like, one by one, or we can go through a TMNT or whatever movies. Yeah, yeah. I know some movies you might not like, Lord of the Rings, you might not want to do with us, but <laughs> him and I started our Harry Potter series. We haven't... Yeah, we got. We should get back, back to that. Now. I could just do that on the phone, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
Just an idea. Sorry to yeah. go off track. So you both had that. But I want to go because yeah, I, I think we're, we're going to start. We're going to start going because I've got five. I'm going to choose one that none of you guys probably have, and I'll just get that one off the books. Um, kindergarten Cop. I thought about it. That was almost the one I Nostalgia chose. Reason. I also, loved this as a child. I can see it being the worst. And too. I'm just going to say. It was going to be the one that they could not that remake. That was what I was thinking about but, doing now. But yeah. in my head, it's just a few lines you'd have to change what they could remake. Girls so, can have penises or vaginas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's go in the numbers. IMDb is 6.2. Meta, 61. Tomato, 51%. Audience, 50. Um, worldwide, 202 million. Budget, 15. Director Ivan Reitman. Which I did not know that going yeah. into really? watching it. I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah, exactly. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Penelope Ann. Miller. 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 <laughs> um, Pamela Reed and Linda Hurt. What I really... This was going to, like I said, was going to be my movie that you could not remake. But as I rewatched it, it's there was enjoyable. there was two lines, few lines. That you could like, okay, you can scratch that, scratch that, but you can remake that. It's, it's definitely, like you said, women have <laughs> vaginas, men have penises, whatever the fuck. But in my head, it doesn't matter. Like, this was an enjoyable movie. Like, yes, Arnold is out of control, and that's who he is as a person. <laughs> And if I had a kindergarten kid and that was the teacher, I'd probably be skeptical. But what I love about it is how he turned into a was started as a hard ass and then became loving the children and actually loving the job. I still think in his entire career, you take Terminator, all the quotes. Still, my favorite quote is, "Who is your daddy and what does he do?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Such a good fucking line of that. Yeah, voice. yeah, I I enjoy this. It's a great movie. It's basically about under uh, undercover people that are trying to find this drug dealer. Yeah, that's why he's there. I was trying to think, yeah. why was he there again? Because that's, like I said, it's yeah, been another 10 years since I've seen this. His wife and kid, ex-wife and kid were hiding from him and changed their name. And they found that they live in a city, a small city in Oregon. And... Um, they go there as an undercover teacher to figure out what kid it was because they had under- names they couldn't figure yeah, out. They don't know what the kid and looks like. And they don't then, know the like, he accused the wrong people, but one person was because the dad abuses him. And then it wasn't that kid. And then the, the one teacher um, who had a kid in his class was actually the person that was... And of course they fall in love. And of course they fall in love, and you know he becomes a wonderful teacher. That's right. And he teaches them like military style, so they were like. (laughs) And who was the the name of the principal? The little woman. I can't remember her name. Was that Linda or fucking somebody or somebody? The actress or the character? The actress. I can't remember her name. You're gonna have to look because even if you said I couldn't put it to her face. Can I just mention real quick that uh, I heard the other day on Levitard that they're making triplets uh, yeah, with I, Eddie Murphy. Oh. And I'm like, that's such a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to go over well. 
talking about Linda Hunt, this lady? Linda Cunt. Yes. Kind of, yeah. She was fucking great in this movie. She's funny as fuck. She's been yeah. shit. I like her. She, a lot. She, she's, she's been, been a lot. A lot but, of I mean, stuff. she. I think yeah. she's like all of she's like four a, or five. She's like a that guy or a that gal where you're kind of like, oh, I recognize. I've seen that person in like yeah. a million movies. I don't know their name. Yeah, she was great because she fucking hated him at first and then grew to accept him. Now Arnold is. He is a horrible actor. But for what he does. Or... And that, I mean, that's where I was going to go. That being said, I can't imagine anybody well, else playing that role. That... It's like movie star versus act. Like, like, look at today, like, The Rock or Bautista. They're not really good actors. That That's a fair point. Or Van Damme. Van Damme. I'd much rather watch Schwarzenegger than Van Damme. Yeah. I mean, they're different. Or Seagal. Like... Uh, yeah. I'm not yeah. talking about now. I'm talking about when it's prime. Right. But I mean, yeah. I mean, Arnold was terrible, but he had some charisma. Yeah, anyway. like a charisma, and it's just kind of funny. Like, just hearing that yeah. voice. Like, I had a professor of philosophy at Grand Valley. He was from Austria. He, I, I swear to God, when he talked, it was almost like 95% the voice. Where I was like, this, I'm being taught by Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it didn't look yeah. like him. Right. That's one of my favorite Bill Burr bits when he's talking about how Arnold's a great man. He should be unloading trucks in Transylvania. <laughs> yeah. But because he's a great man, then so he funny. goes into all of it. So many steroids. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's a, it's a fun kid's flick for sure. But yeah, I love this film. That's what I like about his career. He yeah. had a lot of the action. Then he had a lot of the kid, you know, jingle all the way. And- yeah. Uh, there's a couple others I'm forgetting, but oh, he has one more this year. Yeah, didn't make my list to be honest, but sorry if it did yours. It is this year, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And what's the other one he had with uh, Richard Dawson? True Lies. True. No, True Lies was James Cameron. Yeah. That's Schwarzenegger. I'm thinking of the right Yeah, movie. but that's not like a kids' movie. That's a no. I know. Action. I'm just thinking of like oh, just movies in this era. Time, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could argue from '86 to '92 at least. He's probably the you could argue he's the biggest movie star in some ways. I mean, like a Michael Douglas, who obviously is a good actor. Yeah, I mean, far and away the biggest action star at the probably very for least. Probably box office draw. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. T2, all that stuff. The Kindergarten Cop. I love that movie, but yeah. Good nostalgia. That's that's one we had to get in Netflix DVD because it wasn't streaming anymore. Yeah, that's the reason I don't think I watched it. Well, I got three left. Go ahead. Well, you got more than, less of us than I do. I've got number five. I've got probably going to knock off somebody's, maybe? Home Alone. Yep. Yep. Now I have two. Tomato meter 67, audience 80, IMDb a 7.7, Metascore 63, directed by Chris Columbus, written by John Hughes. Was this his last film that he wrote? He died shortly yeah. later on. Yeah. Well, he had that one in 91 that with Jennifer Connelly that we, none of us watched, where she's riding on that horse in the store. That was, I think he wrote and directed that. Okay. I can't uh, remember what it was called. I'd, I'd ride her so hard. What happened to John Hughes? I... How did he, did he have cancer or something? Or I honestly don't remember, but I know he died. Like I don't mid-90. think he was that old. No, he wasn't. 
Uh, budget eighteen million, made two hundred eighty-five point eight U.S. four hundred seventy-six point nine worldwide. Was this the highest grossing movie of that year? It's got to be up there. It's the highest on mine. Yeah. Just a little more than Pretty Woman. Well, U.S. I made about ninety million more, but worldwide only about twelve million more. Yeah. Uh, it's got Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, Catherine O'Hara. A bunch of kids I recognize, but I don't remember their names. Or care. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's about this kid, Kevin McAllister. He is in a family of 12 kids. How many fucking kids do they say they have? Uh, well, they had a lot of cousins yeah. there. Oh, that's okay. There were 12 I never really kids there. That. Yeah, but. I just love the first scene. Joe Pesci's there, like, "Where's your mom? Where's your dad?" It's just like this talking guy canvassing to everybody the in the whole house. fucking family before he gets anything. Pizza's here. You paying for the pizza? Yeah. And they're going on vacation to Paris. Yes. And in the morning, the one of the sisters or cousins does a head count. They all kind of hate Kevin and treat him like shit. At least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he. She misses him or counts wrong because the one the one sibling or brother is counting like ninety. Like well, just there was a neighbor kid that came and was going through their bags and shit, and That's she counted right. him. Oh yeah, because he's kept hectoring the like. <laughs> yeah, he's talking. To he's them. like, just leave me alone, kid. <laughs> oh, there's a scene with like the neighbor where it's like he's killed. He's got bodies in his yard. He's just like, yeah, ends oh. up being a nice guy. I forgot what they called him. Yeah, I don't either. I don't remember. But yeah, they leave him. I've always thought it's still ridiculous. Like you forget oh, it's when absolutely you're kids, absurd. <laughs> but... and you realize like halfway over the ocean, like, oh my god, <laughs> Catherine O'Hara, mm-hmm. Shit's Creek, good show actually. Never watched, but I heard it was good. Anywho, um, but yeah, he he's home alone, obviously, and it's a Christmas movie. First time he loves well, it. Yeah. Or at the first moment, he starts loving it. And then then at the end, like when his mom yeah. showed up, he gave her the biggest, great big hug and just said, What the? And you can tell that kid's been through a lot, but he's a survivor. Yeah, Pesci and Stern, man. Yeah. I was with my dad because my dad and my mom are going on vacation this summer. They're, they bought an RV. They're going to actually go out west. Oh, yeah. And I was like, What are you going to do about the house? And I mean, he's like, Oh, no. Sh- my, my, booby brother, trip. my brother check out. I said you should really just do like home alone just have like cardboard cutouts moving around a couple times a day like keep some cars in the and just put a ring camera up and call that's it what right. I told him to do but anyways yeah. just thought it was funny like yeah that's that's funny though but yeah just home alone my house yeah and yes yeah, again seeing this as a child figuring out how to booby trap your house and shit did a lot of that yep fucking Oh, of course, the f- keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> yeah. Gunshots. Makes, <laughs> the guy runs off. Is that an actual movie? I think it is. is I it? don't know what movie it is, okay. though. I was wondering about that. Because, I mean, they bring that bit back in the second one, too. Well, they use it this one, movie. like, three different times, I think. <laughs> yeah. The pizza guy and then with Daniel Stern. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, the perfect dumb. Yeah, he was great. And him and Pesci together were pretty yeah, solid. Like, like, yeah, I like Daniel Stern. I think his career died with Celtic Pride, which is a terrible movie. But well, I think he kind of lost his mind a little bit too. Oh, did he? I think so. Randy Quaid, not quite that far, but 
I can kind of see it just based on the people kind he plays. He's a little <laughs> kind, bit, kind of a semi. He's a little bit like neurotic. Yeah. Yeah, great movie, Christmas movie. Yeah, it's... I felt weird because I rewatched it and it's like whatever April and I'm watching and my neighbors are probably hearing like Christmas music. <laughs> I'm like, it was fucking weird. But my favorite thing is you filthy animal. Yes, well, keep the change. You, you filthy, filthy animal. Like <laughs> I used that when I was a kid. Like when I because my dad always had that. me tip like the pizza guy because my dad always be drunk playing cards or whatever the fuck <laughs> and he's like yeah just get the guy this and be like yeah keep the change of filthy animal like I, his I dad would... would shoot the guns laughing like a maniac in the background I should look up a movie then but no I love that movie like it's a classic I mean like I had Home Alone 2 I had to put this classic. one like this movie again. Oh, this one's far and away. Yeah, two sucked, but like not sucked, but it was good. But this one, I just remember like, what if you were an eight, nine year old and you were home alone? Like those were like the times you're like, hell yeah, let's I eat all the junk food, watch some like R-rated movies. I would play Sega Genesis hardcore. I mean, that's probably. I mean it. Every eight-year-old or ten-year-old, whatever he was, Their watched dream. that movie. was like, oh, my God, if only. Mm-hmm. So that movie, the real movie that that's from, is called Angels with Dirty Faces, released in November 26, 1938. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Movie was 52 years old then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, this was Macaulay Culkin's fucking yep. Here I Am. Yep. Actually, his little brother that's on Succession, Kieran's in it. He's in. He's in oh, the, he's he the plays, bedwetter. Right? Yeah, he's the bedwetter. That's right. Fuck. I don't want to sleep with him. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's. I mean, I know Home Alone's gonna hold up forever. Succession's so successful right now that, like, you could argue. I mean, he's better right now than his brother, but like, he might end up having a better career. Well, I mean, you could argue. Macaulay the has whole... issues, of course. Well, I mean, you could argue the same way with Mary Kate and Ashley and Elizabeth oh, Olsen. Oh yeah, like Elizabeth they Olsen's got them on the got talented. them in the door, but I mean, I still can't believe Macaulay Culkin's Mila Kunis for like how long? No, oh, it was like fucking twelve years or something ridiculous. There's hope for all of us. <laughs> he, Culkin was on Rogan's podcast, and it was actually pretty interesting. He's probably had an interesting life. He was on Kevin Smith's too, actually, but. Well, he presented an Oscar one time when I was like in college. I remember being, it was kinda, real awkward. He's kind of odd, which which maybe growing think, up in that ever, environment. Was he ever nominated for something? Was like, was he nominated for this? And I don't think he was. If it was anything, it'd probably be The Good Son, maybe. Oh, that's the one you watched, right? Yeah. But other than that, I think then he kind of fucking left the business. He's done a few random yeah. indie things here and there. But yeah, he's. Made good money. Why would you need to work? I think he got a bunch of it stolen by his parents, actually. That happens. He's still worth like 40 mil, I think. Pull up your bootstraps. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he lives pretty modestly. Yeah, he does. I'm sure Karen and Rory. Rory's other brother. But I'm it's sure he gets I'm sure he gets royalties sent every month because of Home Alone and stuff like that through like Disney Plus and Shit. I remember him seeing him as like an adult once. I never saw the movie, but I used to see it at like video stores. It was like Jonathan Reese Myers. 
and him were in a movie. It was almost like it was like it was some like, kind of like rave movie. Yeah, or something. I know what you're but talking. But I think he was an adult movie. then. Yeah, or, he's acted. I, I haven't mean, seen him since that time. And nothing. I don't, I don't think he cares. Like he has his own podcast. Actually, I forgot what it's called. But Kevin Smith was on it. Oh, okay. They kind of did a tandem. Well, it's like together. the kid. I don't know if you ever watched Sopranos, but the son on Sopranos, he got an acting because of, by the end of the Sopranos, he was getting into drugs and stuff. Oh yeah, he's got. He, oh yeah, you he's know, been on your mom's house. And yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. He hasn't acted in forever. No. He gets. He's, he's like, I still get calls. But he he does a podcast with his on-screen with, uh, sister. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Lynn Sigler. Jamie Lynn Sigler. Okay, so yep. he's worth eighteen she has million right now. Does she really? He's worth eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's he still gets royalties and stuff. Yeah. He's like in his forties. He's forty. He's exactly yeah. forty years Is old. Is he forty? Okay. Well, no. Let me take. I mean, that he's back. he's forty two. He's in a movie next in eighty nine. He is. I remember seeing that. Will most certainly be on the fucking list. I'm trying to think what it is. It's Uncle Buck. Oh fuck yes. <laughs> I was trying oh, to think, now that you just, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> okay, in the first Home Alone movie, he was only paid around 100000 though it grossed half a billion dollars. How much did he get paid for the second one, though? You got to think, though, oh. in fairness, 1990, $100,000 is a lot to get paid for a movie. It really yeah, was. That's true. And they didn't, back then, I mean, they didn't factor were... into fucking box office shit where yeah, you can get a percentage of all that mm-hmm. so it's like with uh i know we're going off tangent here but jack nicholson and batman he signed some sort of contract to get incentive percentages of their merchandise dude jack nicholson made like hundreds of millions of dollars off that movie mm-hmm. like i don't know how much he still has and i know he doesn't act anymore because it's dementia shit but like well, I mean, that was the same thing with Downey Jr. signing his so Iron Man. So smart. I just give me a percentage of the fucking take. So smart. Well, and, or Lucas with Star Wars saying you can have the rights to the fucking movie, just give me the merchandising rights. And so, and plus, how much can I he pay? A billion? Four, can I go four on a billion? Can I go on a tangent real quick? Yeah. Sure, go ahead. We're already going off. Okay. So speaking about Giant Depp. Um, during his co- Johnny Depp, during his court case, um, they said, "What do you want out of this? Like, if Disney, if you want out of this, I did see that." He um, said, no, listen to this. Would you pay? Would if they paid you two hundred million dollars to do a reboot of the or not reboot, but another Pirates of the Caribbean? Would you? And he's like, "No, they they cut me off. So guess what? Fuck them." Also, and that's just awesome because yeah. I think those Depp movies ruined his career. A shit. No, they didn't ruin his career. They paid I him think, a shit ton of no, money. No, but I think they ruined his like he became that guy. Yeah, he did a little bit, but then he had he talks in like British accents sometimes, and like he's just bizarre. Yeah, I feel I think, bad for there him. There was a bit of that. I like him as a person. They, they a cut him. Actor. They cut him out of uh, the At- new Harry Potter movie too. Well, yeah. after after I heard him say that like money's yeah, not a thing, like fuck them, he wants to go out, like he wants to win, get his name back in Hollywood. But he used to be a good actor. No, shut the fuck up. If um <laughs> if he he wants to get his name good back in Hollywood, and the people that did not fuck him over is the people he's gonna go to and be like, give me a good script, I'll bring the, I'll bring me back. What is he needs to go to somebody like. <clears throat> I mean, 
an A24 film mm-hmm. or a fucking Blumhouse film or don't jump into a major motion picture. Build your reputation back up. Fucking yeah. pick interesting and good characters I other agree. than tentpole characters. He used to do that. He used to do, Bro, yeah. he used to do uh, Ed Wood. Because like, he's not was... all about the money. Like, take the pay Even Edward Scissorhands. That was, like, before he blew up, blew up. And it was, like... Yeah, you... you yeah. Did, it's an interesting movie, whether or not it's my worst, just because of the aging stuff for well, me. I love Edward Scissorhands. But as I'm saying, like, he... He's a talented actor. He just and the first the first captain is pretty awesome. I or where he plays Captain Sparrow Pirates. or whatever. You know what I meant. Captain Jack Sparrow, but he became that guy. A little bit. And they've cause... done what, five of those or four? Four? They just I remember seeing the second one in theaters. I was like a senior in high school and I was like, Jesus. I never finished that franchise either, but I think there's four or five. The first one's good. First one is good. Cool, but then story. he started doing like uh, what was the Lone Ranger? He just became a he just, caricature or something. A little weird. bit. Just... I'd like to see him get back into more of a character, independent character actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I yeah, think he doesn't he need to be at. a leading guy anymore. He can just be. We did like Dark Shadows. I mean, that was show. a Burton movie. He's kind of well, that was a ride or die Burton guy for sure. I'd yeah. love to see him just. Yeah, do an A24, Annapurna, uh, whatever. Yeah, something. Just take take a big swing on something. Don't do a tentpole film. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, is like him going out and saying, I don't care if they fucking give me $200 million. I'm fuck How you. How old is he? He's, He's 50, 56. 55, 56, yeah. yeah. He's still got time. I'd love to see him come back and win an Oscar in ten years. Just do something like, "Whoa, shit!" Like Johnny Depp killed in that role. Like, yeah, absolutely. There was and, a J.K. Simmons type thing where he won with Whiplash, where you're like, "Whoa, I didn't expect that." Uh, yeah, did you. not see that coming. And I think he's fully capable of doing that. Yeah, he's talented. Yeah. It's just his wife, not so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a terrible person. Oh yeah, true. Um, what, what movie were we talking about before we went? Uh, yeah, you we t- were on Home Johnny Alone. Depp out of there. Yeah. Well, we were talking about careers and yeah, yeah. just okay. So, anything I've else got... we need to say about Home Alone? No, it's I've a... got four left. It's a Christmas classic. I got it's... two. I have three. Do you want me to just go again? I have four. Yeah, I mean, you introduce it, and we'll just talk about it. Well, if you don't have it, well, like, I'd like to talk about one of mine before. Well, I... number one, him because and I, you and I are sharing number one. I'm pretty sure. We have the next two, if not one. We'll have so one that's the thing. Sure. Well, I'll do my <clears> number. <throat> I'll do my number four, I guess, because I don't think it, I don't think anyone's gonna have this. It was very famous. Dances with Wolves. No. Yep. <laughs> I've seen it. It's too long. It is long. It's like three ten. I took my time, yeah. baby. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I don't have the patience. It was on HBO or one of those. Uh, tomato meter eighty three, audience eighty seven. IMDb 8.1, Meta 72. Directed by Kevin Costner. Written by Michael Blake. Budget 22 million. Made 184.2 US, 424.2 worldwide. Stars Costner, Mary McDonald, and Graham Greene. Won seven Oscars. Best Picture, Best Director score. 12 nominations, including Costner, McDonald, and Greene. I didn't think this would have made my list before, but I actually watched it. And I saw it as a kid, and it's so long, you know. It's, yeah, for sure. It's actually pretty damn good. It's not as good as the number one movie. It shouldn't have won Best Picture. 
or best director, yeah. but it it's a fuck it's it's almost so panned on stuff that it's almost underrated. Yeah, I I think the fact that Avatar came out and it just dances with wolves in space. True, kind of hurt it also. A little bit. It also hurts Avatar. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. I I was never... I've never a big. I mean, visually it was awesome in three D. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of yeah. But yeah, this movie is about a guy. He's a Civil War Union general, or not general. He's like a. But he kind of shows his heroism early on in the movie. Like he kind of adds, plays a decoy distraction and they end up winning whatever battle they're in. I don't actually know if, I think it might be based on somebody. I can't remember specifics. Yeah, that I'm not sure. But he ends up getting, he wants he gets his own assignment like where do you want to go and he wants to go to this outpost out in the middle of nowhere and he thinks he doesn't think he's the only person there but he is and it's like in the middle of native american land comes across some natives and starts out seeming kind of like ugly like it's not going to be a good relationship but he starts to talk to them and he meets mary mcdonald's character who is a you know mary mcdonald from like uh Battlestar Galactica, she plays the president on that, in the modern one. Good show. I've heard. But, she's a white lady, obviously, and she's... But as a baby, she, she was brought in by... Was she like a doctor or something? Or no, what? she's brought in by their tri- tribe. I don't know. I feel weird saying all this stuff for some reason, but... <laughs> she's raised by the natives. Has been and since... she can infant. barely speak English. At this point, like she's yeah, so indoctrinated. Yeah. Well, him and her fall in love, but there's like a translator. She's kind of a translator, and Graham Greene's one of the natives. He is actually a Native American. Um, and he's one of those guys. He's in a ton of movies too. I think he's in Last of the Mohicans, actually. I think. I always get those two fucking those mixed movies up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, there's some <laughs> similarities, I guess. But well, he, but he, uh, Costner basically becomes friends with them and they entrust him and he that's his their nickname for him because he has a wolf that he often sees and he'll communicate and the thing kind of it never comes up to him but it's friendly with him so they call him dances with wolves and you know they get invaded eventually because he keeps warning them finally he's just holding off because he doesn't want to tell them but he's like he finally tells them like work the whites are coming like they're coming yeah. they're gonna be here you need to leave and he kind of goes with them. And I don't know. It's kind of like the end of the movie. I always like because there's a guy who's skeptical of him the whole time. But at the very end, he kind of yells to him on the mountainside because they're separating. He's like, I'll always remember my friend dances with wolves. Kind of like it's so translated because it's in whatever yeah, yeah, language. Yeah, yeah. One thing that ages great with this movie, oh, the score. I do remember By John one, Barry is his name. But it has that one where it's like, like when that kicks in on the frontier, you're like, holy shit, this song! Like, I've heard that in a million commercials, million, like montages. Oh yeah. And I was like, that's for this movie. Like, and on top of that, there's just other ones. It's it's a great score. And Costner, 
I think all the nominations are pretty deserved. I just don't think it should have won some of them. Right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's or it should have won still probably, but obviously picture director. We'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. But that's my number four. I kind of figured it would be the only one. I thought maybe so, you might. I know. I what I want to do real quick is I want to say one that I know you have, and I have two left. So I'd like to say one I don't think you have. Okay. And just say the one. And yeah. so I'd like to go next. Yeah, that's fine. And then my that'll be the last time I'm going to talk one about because. I'm going to need help with this movie a little bit because we watched this like two, three weeks ago. I hope he says the number one. It'd just be funny. <laughs> yeah, but maybe I did. But I really enjoyed the movie Tremors. Okay. That's my number three. Holy oh, that's shit. Funny. I fucking love this movie. Okay, I, so I, that's I, the thing is, is then we, ha- the... we have two of the same movies right now because I can tell you we have the next one. Okay. So... Tremors is IMDb a seven point. I didn't think you were gonna have this. I didn't think That's you were gonna fun. have my other one. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, now <laughs> you and I both share. So we're basically. And I'm sharing on that too. So uh, Tremors, Tremors IMDb a seven point one. Meta sixty five. Tomato eighty six percent. Audience seventy five percent. Worldwide sixteen. Let's say point seven million. Budget eleven. Director Ron Underwood. Um, you have the writer you want to say? Uh, I don't write writers. S.S. Wilson, Brent Madlock, and Ron Underwood. Did Ron Underwood do but it had Dallas Kevin, Club? I, I don't same. know. But it had Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, oh, Ben Carter, and Michael Gross. He did City Slickers. And then he continued with... And the, I like Tremors. The $16 million, the budget was all domestic. It didn't have a worldwide release. Yeah, okay. This movie is so fucking fun. I fucking love this it movie. Is it is. Just fucking Kevin Bacon and Burt Ward, their dynamic in this movie Fred is. Ward. Fred Ward. What did I say? Burt. Burt. <laughs> Isn't that like the fucking Robin from the... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something from the 40s. What the fuck? Burt Ward. <laughs> yeah, Fred Ward. Fred Ward. He was in a ton of movies. Their dynamic is fucking fantastic in this yeah. film. I, I could watch those two fucking all day. Uh, yeah, exactly. I agree. Do you think they got some influence on this movie from Dune with the sandworms? Sandworms? I mean, I, I kind of wondered. I wouldn't see how they couldn't. Because I don't know it's based on a book, is it? Or no? Uh, no, it's just a movie. There's like six of them, isn't there? Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, there's quite a bit of them. I think this is the only one I've seen. I You saw a couple of them, didn't I you? I have seen a few of them. They're on the Sci Fi channel one morning when I woke up, and I that just left. I left it fucking on, and. You know me, I'm on my phone staring at the TV. I'm my phone. Fred Ward's in the second one, I think. I don't know yeah. Bacon is. I think you're right. Bacon certainly isn't. But, but yeah, I. This I, almost made my list. This is such a great movie. Uh, it's. What's funny is I didn't know if. I mentioned last week when we did. Or last time when we did 91. I mentioned Tremors. I was like, I could see that aging badly. <laughs> but then it was just like so much fun. No, and that's the thing is. Yeah. is it kept me intrigued. Like I kept staring at the TV, and it's like, wow, this shit's actually fucking happening. Like it's a comedic horror, not even jumper, but campy. Uh, yeah, 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 that's the thing is, is I love those type of movies. Funny dialogue. It's a monster movie. I mean, they don't know what the fuck it is. They don't, don't let even... that Pepsi machine shake. <laughs> yeah. 
I love too, like Reba McIntyre showing up with her husband with the like, fucking artillery. Yeah, they're like preppers and Pipe shit. bombs. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun movie. Uh, yeah, they're. It didn't make mine. It was on my missed the cut, but I. Yeah. I like I said, it's e- easily could have been over like Exorcist three. Like I wouldn't have been like felt bad writing that down. You know. No, I. This is one of those movies that if I come across it, I'm not changing the channel. Stop like it. I, it's yeah, rewatchable. Like, this movie is inherently That's why I stopped sure. when I saw Tremors on Sci-Fi. It was like an early morning. I woke up. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Now that I have TV in my room, I don't really leave my room but in the morning. But um, but yeah, those are like you just put a random thing on and you're, you're good to go. And it's weird that The scientist, I don't think, ever really amounted to anything. The girl? No. The love interest? Never. Yeah. But all the characters were fucking enjoyable. I mean, you had the dumbass kid. <coughs> the preppers. Aren't they just like handymen? The brothers are, yeah. Yeah. In this kind of backwater town. And I don't know if they ever said where they were. Out west somewhere, Nevada, Arizona, Wyoming, I don't know. I might be thinking of another isn't it called like Perfection or something? I might be thinking of another movie. No, I that might have been the town they were. Yeah, I think it was called in. Perfection or something. Yeah, they locked everybody out. Yeah, they, they find like remember in. they find the guy up on the tower that's like been dead for three days because <laughs> yeah. he's dehydrated. <laughs> they thought he Walked up there, got drunk, and yeah, they're died. like, "That's so and so." Yeah, he's just drunk. He he, he fell asleep up there. You he know, died. He gets the Asian guy. And I, almost, some... I almost said Chinaman. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I enjoyed Throw this movie there. a lot. I I knew you enjoyed this, but I wasn't sure it was gonna make your list. That's why I chose this one. But then I know we have the next. I one, guess the so. fun part about going back, yeah, is there's a lot of nostalgia, even if it's not the best or it's a little cheesy or yeah i because visually obviously there's some flaws just because it's just but it's 1990 and sure i think even at the time it's just it's but it didn't even age that well like it's still comedic it's still i mean that part ages well this movie knows exactly what it it is. is yeah and so they're not trying to be overly serious about it but yeah i mean the saving grace not saving grace but the point of the movie is the dynamic between the brothers yeah. is just fucking great do you think if they'd made a dark version like a dark dark version it could have been like john carpenter doing this movie i could that's see what something i was thinking like of when i was yeah. watching it like oh sorry Trev. i felt like that was like a this is a john carpenter <laughs> film if it was like they're completely really dark, isolated like you can make it the thing in the desert the in the kind desert. of thing yeah for sure and i forget too do they explain why these things are there? Like, they're aliens of some sort, right? That's what they implied, I think, Can't if I remember. remember correctly. But there were three or four of them. It was like four. And they had to kill each one differently, but they <laughs> adapted. They killed one with a fucking bomb. They and killed then one they... by bomb, but it chases out the wall at the end. Yeah, that was there. the final, final one. one. They had the one, just cr- one just crashed through a cement. Like fucking, oh, that was yeah. the first one where they found it. 
How did they kill the second one? Yeah, there's only three then. Uh, they killed one in town somehow. Oh, fuck. I don't remember. Yeah. Man. But the deaths were all pretty. <laughs> what they pole unique. vault over the rocks? <laughs> yeah. So ridiculous. But... <laughs> but it's great at the same time. Yeah. Right. I thoroughly enjoyed this. All right. I think. How many do you have? One. Do you only have guys. one also? I have two. All right, I'll go, I guess. My number three, I have three left. My number three is Miller's Crossing. Wanted to see it and didn't. I think I rented it. Tomato meter 90, audience, or tomato meter 92, audience 90. IMDb is 7.7, meta 66. Directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen, though Ethan is uncredited. I don't know why that is on IMDb a lot. Written by the Cohen brothers and based on two books by Dashiell Hammett, named <coughs> it, called Red Harvest and Glass Key. Budget fourteen million, bombed U.S. five point one, worldwide five point one. It's before they were really famous. I mean, they done, they had done Blood Simple. Well, Blood Simple was pretty. Four. I mean, that's a long time ago. That's true, but it was pretty highly acclaimed. Yeah, I don't know if it made a lot of money, though. Barton Fink's 91, but that didn't make a lot of money either. Mm-hmm. So I think Fargo was really their breakthrough. Fargo was there. Commercially. Yeah. Uh, stars Gabriel Byrne, Albert Finney, John Turturro, and Marsha Gay Harden. It's kind of set in, like, Prohibition era. And Gabriel Byrne works for Albert Finney. He's a mobster. I can't remember exactly what he does. It's been a few weeks, which is sad for my memory. <laughs> it's only been a few weeks. But Albert Finney's girl is Marsha Gay Harden, and he starts sleeping with her on the side. Naturally. And they've got a rival mobster. I can't remember the guy's name, but you, you can recognize him. I, I'd have to pull up his IMDb. But he's just like a squatty little like Italian guy. He's in a Seinfeld episode, actually, with the with the fur coat. Do you remember the fur coat? I one remember where that he's like guy, the, yeah. Oh, Mr. Jerry with his face. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous looking. But anyways... He hate they fucking hate that guy. Well, after he's sleeping with Marsha Gay Harden, he kind of gets kicked to the curb, and he ends up joining that guy against him. Yeah. But really, he's pulling a, he's almost kind of working from the inside. Actually, you don't know that to the end, but that he's actually pulling one over on the other mobster, like fucking him over. Yeah. Uh, John Turturro's in it. He plays. I think it's Marsha Gay Harden's brother. And there's a Isn't scene. Isn't he kind of like a psychopath? In this yeah, he's, he's kind of crazy. Yeah. You have to. There's a scene where, like, when he joins the new mob with the, to prove his allegiance, he has to do a hit in the woods. But none of them go with him in the woods to kill John Turturro. And he's pleading and he lets him go. And he's like, You better not fucking. I saw. Me over. I remember that in the trailer, yeah. Well, he ends yeah. up coming back and threatening him and bl- trying to blackmail him. And ends up fucking him over in the end. Like, he, he oversteps his bounds, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, Gabriel Byrne. I only really know him from like Hereditary, to be totally honest. Usual suspects. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he is in that. That's such an obscure cast. Yeah, it is. Besides Spacey, now you're like, I guess Del Toro is a big name, but Baldwin. Baldwin and fucking Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> yeah, like, what? that's bizarre. I know him from Hereditary, really. I yeah, I knew I the mean, name. Uh, I recognized the face. It's burned alive. Yeah, it's fucking wild. God, I'd like love Jews. to rewatch that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm thanking you. I'm not Jewish. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, it's just, it's it's a Coen Brothers movie. Um, was this on the longer side? Was it? It's right around two, I think. Mm-hmm. One fifty to two ish. At worst, it might be two hundred five. I don't even think it was though. Yeah, I don't think it was streaming anywhere. It was, and I had to rent it. Did you? It's the only movie I think I rented this cycle. So usually I rent two or three. That's probably why I didn't watch it because so I, I do like you know, the I, I spend two, you know three ninety nine plus tax. Yeah. Which is funny because I watch an HD, even though it's like standards of dollar less. It doesn't really matter for a nineteen ninety movie. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, in their catalog, I mean, it's probably middle. I wouldn't put it up there with Big Lebowski or No Country, right? Fargo, but I think some of those are. My dad never talked about that Easter where he's like, "I like Burn After Reading." I was like, "Burn After Reading." That was not all that good. No, it's not. The greatest, no. I do like one called The Serious Man. I don't think it made my list in 09, but it was close. But that one's a lesser known. It's about like a Jewish teacher and like a... I don't know what Jewish schools are called. I can't remember. Yeah. But That one's just funny. It's set in the 50s. Okay. But yeah, this... I liked Blood Simple better. I think Blood Simple will make this in 84. That's a good movie. I haven't seen it, but I will definitely watch it for that Got a year. very young yeah. Francis McDermott. Well, she's married to Ethan, I think. Yeah. I don't know what they were... I'm guessing maybe they were together then. I don't know. But Actually, she's in this in a brief scene. I mean, literally like 20 seconds. I was like, oh, shit. That's, she's like a secretary for somebody. Like, <laughs> But yeah, it's a good movie. So I've got two left. That leaves you two, so you go... Don't say the Me one, I guess, two. that we know. No, well, you do Let's, yours. Well, he. I think his one is our one. No, it's, he seems confident. No, it's one. He's he got one that the uh, one I. Mine's gonna be Total Recall. That's my number two. Oh. He doesn't have our number one then. No. This is my. Well, that's my number two. Total Recall did not make. My, I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. It wasn't streaming. So well, IMDb of seven point five, meta fifty seven, tomato eighty percent, audience seventy eight, worldwide two hundred sixty one point three million. We'll round down a little bit. Budget was sixty five. Director of director is Paul Verhoeven. Um, the man. Do you have the writer? Because oh, I, yes. I don't write writers. Uh, Ronald Shusett, Dan O'Bannon, Gary Goldman, based on a short story by Philip K. Dick. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sharon Stone, Michael Ironside, and Rachel. T- yeah, she never really went on to do no. much after she yeah. looked familiar like in the eighties, maybe ninety early nineties, but then she tapered off. Yeah. Yeah. Um I really enjoy this movie because you really don't know what the fuck. Like is it a dream? Is it not? Is it They do a good job of But then you realize that he's not insane. They erased his brain. They and by him. Like, they let him to do all this stuff because when he entered the train, they played that thing, and they're like, oh, shit, I want to do that. So I feel like this movie just had a lot of great things going with it. I mean, the idea of putting a, wiping a spy's memory and putting him back in play or yeah. keeping him alive to keep him out of play, however you want to look like at it. Like an implant? There's well, because the, com- the company, they made him think, like, they sent the guy with the suitcase. No, they sent him with the suitcase. Like, 
Is that true? Or I mean, that... the the way that it can be interpreted, inter- interpreted, interpreted. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is that yes? He was completely involved in the planning and the idea of wiping his brain and putting him under. But in doing that, he completely changed his perspective. Yeah. Well, it's been a while for me. Like, I know Mars is involved. Is it like he wants to go to Mars or he gets like visions He's... of being on Mars? He doesn't know if it's real. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Arnold Schwarzenegger's original memory as Carl Hauser, or whatever his name was, yeah. found out a plan that the president governor of mars is basically holding on to oxygen and charging people for it when they can freely get it by melting the core of mars because it's a solid ice cap so they wiped his memory and put him in place so that he could lead them to klaatu who was like the leader of the resistance like a freedom fighting Okay. group so Sharon Stone is an operative playing his wife and he goes to recall which kind of ignites his past memories and his buddies try to kill him Sharon Stone tries to kill him she's actually with uh, Armitage was it yeah that sounds familiar So, I mean, it's a complete and straight sci-fi film. Yeah. Arnold being Arnold. And it's it's very a Verhoeven film, too. Like, straight-up RoboCop, straight-up fucking yeah. Basic Instinct, basic all that. Instinct. And that's why, like, the, like, I like Basic graphic. Instinct. I like this movie. RoboCop was not one of my faves. Oh, I love RoboCop. The first one's great. The second one was I'll this year. I'll have to rewind by that for a dollar. I'll have to rewatch it because the first again, one is definitely just to worth hear Red Foreman from that '70s show, aka the actor Kurtwood Smith, go "bitches leave." It's just it's worth the pay of admission. Yeah, I won't have to rewatch it because again, Total Recall was not going to make my list until we rewatched it. I was like, I really enjoyed this film. Do you think this is pretty influential? Absolutely. Because I, uh, even just well, hearing about the operative wife makes me think of just Laura Linney and Truman Show. As silly as that seems. Yeah. Or it's like you're fake, fake people around you sort of thing. Like, But it's the idea that, I mean, Philip K. Dick, I think, yeah. is he's – I'm trying to remember what the title of this film or the Book, short story the was. It's like we can remember your memories for wholesale or it was something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 That but, sounds familiar. And I never read any of his shit, but I, I know there the have name. been so many I fucking movies based on his work. Yeah. Fucking I, I robot. <laughs> yeah. It was a Philip K. Dick minority report was oh, Philip K. So Dick. Good. Well, I was saying minority report. It kind of made me think of that. Too. There's like, a little bit a of little that bit of, for sure. There's definitely influence there. Or and, just his stories are similar, I guess, maybe. Very They're all based in the fucking mind sci-fi shit. And we watched this last night, and I actually, when he went to bed, I rewatched the remake with Colin oh, Farrell. Oh, yeah. Which I do not hate. 
really? lot of people fucking do, but I, I find it very I was enjoyable. Ask about that. I was I, remember who was in it. I like it. It was pretty girls in it. Kate Beckinsale and Jessica Biel and shit. Did so. they remake RoboCop with Carl Urban? Is that what I'm thinking of? No, that was Dread. Yeah. Dread. Yeah. That movie is fucking fantastic. That's, that's what I was that, thinking that of. I was like, a... what else did they remake with Carl Urban? That's why I was like, I confused. I was like, did Total Recall? They did Carl do Urban? a remake of RoboCop, though, too. The with, show. Uh, no, they did a movie. Didn't they do a show on Fox? Or am I thinking no, they did a minority. Or it wasn't a minority report. It was, God, what was that? They did a you know sh- what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It was Minority. It was Carl Report. Urban, though, with a black guy. They had a show called Minority Report. Yeah. That they did. Wait, was it Minority Report? They had a show called Minority Report, I'm pretty sure. Like I just yelled the term Carl Urban with a black guy. (laughs) Terrible (laughs) in my head. Um, I'll find it real quick at the moment. I'm on Carl Urban. So can I ask? Edit. Almost Human. Almost Human was the show you're thinking of. Yes. On Fox. Yes. But it reminded me of something it's like... It's kind of a like, minority report. It's almost RoboCop, style. though. The co- they're cops. They made a... They did a remake of RoboCop. It had a... God damn it. A Jack Flagg from Suicide Squad. Joel uh, Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman. He was RoboCop. What were you going to propose? Um, you and I are sharing our number one. Yeah. 100%. You only have one left? Yeah. You have one left or zero left? Zero. All right, I'm going to do my number two because obviously nobody's going to have it. King of New York. Didn't watch. I wanted to. Tomato meter 71, audience 77, Metis, or IMDb 6.9, Meta 66. Directed by Abel Ferreira. Written by Nicholas St. John. Budget 5.3 million. Made 2.55 US, no worldwide. So my last two movies, Miller's Crossing and this, made a combined $8 million. <laughs> With a combined budget of what? Uh, 19. Not great. No, not good. Stars Christopher Walken, Lawrence Fishburne, at the time known as Larry. David Caruso, Wesley Snipes, Giancarlo Esposito. This movie's awesome. I've never seen it. Um, Who directed it? Abel Ferreira. I know the name. I didn't look up his other stuff. Okay. This was when I heard they did this on the rewatchables when they had Tarantino on for three movies. I know this them. is a big one of his. It's know. like one of his. Fa- and he also says Lawrence Fishburne could have been the best actor of his generation. Now, granted, that's one man. Yeah. But I have seen some Fishburne between this and uh, Boys in the Hood. He's a very good actor, at least at that time. Well, I mean, he still was later in life. Fucking. I mean, he plays uh, more. A Morpheus, yeah, but it's not like a great but, acting role. I mean, it's just a great role. It's yeah, I guess he's just kind of doing a fill in more or less. But he was really awesome in these movies, anyways. Walken's character is like a drug lord, gets out of prison in the beginning. And the first scene is kind of funny because like Fishburne and like it's a bunch of essentially black guys or ethnic, you know, black Latinos. Seems like they're gonna fuck him up. Like they show up as Pad, and you're like, oh, because I've never seen this until now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Fishburne's like, it's kind of like the Lando Calrissian with Harrison Blake. <laughs> you, huh, you son of a bit! Like yeah. you're kind of like, oh, they're actually really good friends. He works for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walken's like a kingpin. He's kind of always gets away with shit. Over the 
course, the movie Caruso and Snipes are cops. So Snipes is actually like a good guy. Well, they're still shitty. You'll see. Just... They're not great guys still, but they're cops, which kind of makes you think Snipes is a cop. Usually Snipes is like the bad guy or the badass. Yes. Right. Um, Caruso, always a cop. <laughs> True story. No sunglasses in this one, though. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> fucking CSI, CSI and... Wasn't he on the NYPD Blue or something He else was too? on NYPD yeah. Blue. That was a big show back in the day. I almost forgot I want to watch it just to see if it's any good. Same with Homicide. Remember Homicide, Life in the Streets? Life on the Streets. I remember hearing about it. I never well, that's the guy that did The Wire. It's based in Baltimore. Yeah. That kind of piques my interest. But, um, So, yeah, this movie's kind of like gang war cops versus gay, like drug guys. Gang, not gang war. Drug, drug war. Um, you know, it's kind of walking, being a badass, just kind of, I don't know, it's, it's probably one of his better roles, honestly. But from what I read about the description, it's like walking gets out of jail and trying to do good for the community as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, he is like a, in the early in the movie, they he's at like some sort of community fundraiser. Like, he actually like does it to help his community. Okay. He's not like Still he's actually like acting a, illegally, but he's like a good bad guy. Like okay. he's doing, he's he's bad by legal standards, but he's right. actually a good guy. I mean, I'm sure he does kill some people, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's for the good of the it's neighborhood. For the, it's for the good of the fucking community, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good for Walker. <laughs> so this guy over here calling the mayor. Let's not get into that, my dad. Yeah, I'll call the mayor. Speed dial. <laughs> so. There's like a lot of good scenes late in the movie. There's a shootout with Fishburne and Snipes, you know, fist fights, shit like that. Um, it's like an action movie, but it's, I don't want to say cops and robbers. It's just kind of, it's an action, it's not drama. I guess it's more of an action movie. I know. I, I mean, not to the point of like, you know, an Arnold movie or stuff where it's like explosions. It's not that action-y. It's not. Was this streaming somewhere? I think it was on Tubi. Was it? I like Tubi. They don't Tubi have ads some... too often. They only have to ads like every like maybe forty five minutes. They have some pretty obscure shit on there too. Yeah, I like I yeah. I, I, I I dig that that streaming site. I do too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. two hour movie you might only watch like two minutes of ads. Like, yeah. Okay, whatever. I can live with that. No doubt. It's That's not like bad. Hulu's the bad one to me, where it's like every like. Fifteen oh, minutes, I so it's like have, a fucking ninety five second ad. We have God free, damn we have free it. ads with that. Maybe I might be on yours now. I'm not sure. I don't really watch too many movies on Hulu. There's not a ton. Like, no, I put. That's more about just that's like my day pa- after. That's my pass out stuff. Like I, put, I think I, I go watch, to Hulu. You do and I put Modern, Modern Family. Do you remember that movie out. I had with Viggo Mortensen a few years ago, or seventeen, sixteen ish, where it's like he's like the father of like a family living off the grid. Do you kind of remember that, that was on Hulu? What's that one called? Mr. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. That made my list in like 16-ish or was 17. That, that was a Hulu movie. There was like occasionally a pig last year. I didn't make my list, but I watched it. That was on Hulu. Like, I remember watching Villainess for one of our years. It was on Hulu. In fact, I might have watched uh, the Iranian vampire movie. That was on Hulu, I think, too. Oh, I think we watched it on Shudder. Mm-hmm. See, I went to... It's not going to make our list, I don't think, unless it's on Hulu. Movie's out. 
Dark Man. I wanted to watch. I Dark wanted to Man. watch no, that too. To it was on Shutter. It said it's not. No, it's, it's not. not. No. Well, I went to sign in and I didn't. It was logged out, and I go, "Well, I'm not gonna text them for Sandy shit in that one." Yeah, no. We it it was it was when we made the list. I wanted to watch. I did too. Because uh, who is that? Neeson. Neeson. I wanted to watch it as well. We were trying to get our friend. Yeah, it's Neeson. Okay, okay, I won't talk. It's no. Neeson. No, you're good. Oh, King of New York, though, there's a good revenge killing later on. Because I think Caruso survives. Snipes gets killed. Fishman gets killed. At the funeral for Snipes, because he's a cop. There's a big turnout. Oh, yeah. And Caruso scapers away to his little, his little fucking vehicle. And what a fucking limo pulls up, walking rolls on the window, and just fucking kills him around like fucking hundreds of cops and fucking <laughs> speeds away. It's awesome, because Caruso, I just sometimes he pisses me off just seeing him too. I'm like He's fucking gonna, David yeah. Caruso, punchable face. <laughs> yep, I'll, I'm gonna say it. I, I agree. And I can't even remember how the fucking movie ends. To be honest, I watched it like two weeks ago. I remember just being like, damn, this is really good. It's 6.9. I kind of understand, not even flaws. I just understand if people didn't like it. It's very violent. Um, I don't totally understand the storyline. Kind of like <laughs> Die Hard 2. We're like, what's the plot exactly of this? Yeah. But uh, good movie. And you want to say our number one? Because I know we got it, baby. Yeah, we got the it. Same one. I'm going to laugh if you just say something else. <laughs> Best movie? Arachnophobia. <laughs> I always I wanted to watch that. I did too, but it wasn't I available. Refused to. Uh, number one movie is Goodfellas. It's one of the best movies of the decade. <laughs> IMDb of 8.7, meta score of 90, Rotten Tomatoes of 96% tomato meter, 97% audience, $25 million budget, domestically. Forty-six million nine hundred nine thousand seven hundred twenty-one dollars worldwide. Forty-seven million thirty-six thousand seven hundred eighty-four dollars. Can I say I was surprised how low that number was? It was. I thought it'd be to make a hundred. I would have thought it barely. He might not have been a big line. box office pull for a while though. I mean, he never really has been, to be honest. Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Well, was and that him or Leo? And Departed. Well, I mean, that was Leo, Leo Damon and Nicholson. And I think one. it's part of it. But yes, directed by Mario Scorsese, written by Mario Scorsese, based on the book by Nicholas Pelleggi. Pelleggi is called Wise Guys. I've seen this a while back ago. It's been a while, but I remember enjoying it. But Only one Oscar. I hate, I hate to fucking watch that one. One Oscar win Pesci, six nominations, including Bracco, and uh, I can't believe Leota was not nominated. Leota was great in that movie. He was. I mean, this is his best role by far. Oh, by far. Like, but... he's actually the star of the movie in a lot of ways. It's his perspective. It is, Henry absolutely, Hill. yeah. So I was actually looking into this. It's related, but it's kind of a little off tangent. But the Lichizzi family that he worked for, mm-hmm. it's one of the five families. Did you know the Gambino family has Grand Rapids ties? I did not. And where my where my work is used to be on division between Franklin and Wealthy mm-hmm. used to be known as Little Italy. There used to be neighbors over there where like, and I think some of the big families and Italian food in this town <laughs> well. 
are have some very loose ties to some stuff. And I was surprised by that because I saw the Gambino family it was like, you know, Brooklyn, Long Island, and it said like Grand Rapids, Michigan specifically. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It is bizarre. Incredible. I no, I did not know anything about that. Yeah, I texted that to Justin. He never texted me back. A fucking dick. <laughs> but anyways, this is one of the best. Actually, it's seventeenth on IMDb all time. Yeah, I said best one of the best movies of the decade. It's one of the best movies of all time. It's it's top fifty. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Top twenty. Uh, yeah, you have to sit down and think 50, about it. I but think for fifty. Sure. Yeah, that's that's why one. I threw that out. Yeah, it's kind of like that's that's a twenty debatable. Oh my god! Like, and I mentioned you earlier the Layla scene with the kids walking up on the car after the heist, the big yeah. heist, which in real life Henry Hill was not a part of the heist. He knew about it, obviously, and benefited. But I was reading an interesting thing about him, and it's kind of about all these movies are about informants. Where There's a bit of that, yeah. Because he was in the end an informant at the very end. Do you think movies about guys like that, it's kind of like, there's always like, this happened, this fucking crazy guy did this, but I was just sitting there. You know what I mean? Where it's kind of like, dude, come on. Yeah, they're they're. I'm gonna believe if you're an informant against these people that you're kind of a slime ball, anyways, by their standards. Mm-hmm. Why would I believe everything you have to say? Well, I mean, at that point, it's all about the bigger fish, I guess. I don't give a fuck That's what kinda... you say as long as I get that guy. I do love. I forgot about. I mean, I remembered, but I it really hit me rewatching it. I watched it Thursday night. Is I forgot about how awesome the payback on Pesci is because he killed a made man, and that was and I forgot years that's a like, legit thing. Like yeah, you cannot made, kill men, a made man, you cannot kill a made man unless you even get if, clearance for and it. And I think even if you are a made man, you have to get clearance yeah. for, from a, a don or whatever the hell you the charges like. And I like that. I mean, I don't know. In terms, he killed of, him for the shine box thing. Yeah, where's your shine box? <laughs> Go get your fucking shine box. He comes back and... You fucking son of a bitch! Like, Pesci's just being Pesci. Yeah, and that was a deserving award. Yeah, he deserved it. For sure. <laughs> kind of rode that the rest of his career in some ways. Yeah, a little bit. I never saw The Irishman, though, so I can't really... It was yeah, too long. Yeah. And it makes that me wonder like if it's... Half. I don't think it's related, because I thought it might be, but, like... De Niro's character, or Leota's character, says in the narration, when you see Pesci get God, yeah. he said, we were all excited for whatever, Tommy. That makes all of us because made, Because we're, we couldn't be made because my mother was, my father was an Irish half, Italian. Yeah. My mother was Sicilian, but I couldn't be made because... And De Niro was the same way. Yeah, like, same that's way. why he was so excited, because... What's funny though about De Niro's character is like he's actually the most evil of the group. Yeah, he's like cold and calculated. Like they even say like he just likes stealing shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's like that's... after the montage with Layla where they show like people in the dumpster and people, the guy in the frozen and the, yep. the meat uh, freeze. Took him truck. two days to thaw. It took him two days to thaw. <laughs> like Leota literally says they're at the diner like right in that same sequence and he's like. I never saw Jimmy more happy, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. you fucking murdered, like, you put a hit out on, like, 10-year-old people, and yeah. you're like, I, I've i never seen Jimmy more happy, <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
And just even the opening of the fucking movie where they pull over. Oh, it's the, oh and, yeah, yeah. He's from stoked. the time I was a child, I always wanted to be a gangster or yep. whatever the fuck you said. It was something. The like beginning that. too, like not the tr- where he shoots him the trunk sequence, but the right after that's Billy Bats. Yeah. But the sequence after where he's a kid or a teenager and it shows us coming up. It reminded me of Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale is very much like that, which was on my list in '93, where it's like, I started young. I saw this. I stood up for the mob. They were like, "Hell yeah, we're gonna take this kid in." Isn't there a little bit of that in like fucking? I think it's a little bit of every mob. Movie. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But it's like a trust thing. Like he was a kid and he had enough yeah. like wherewithal. He to got be like, pinched and didn't. I'm not gonna fucking rat these people. Yeah, out. for sure. But yeah, this movie. Whew. It's. The I fact mean, that it's a departed one, I like that movie, but like, that that was a fucking. It's a makeup award yeah. where it's like he should have won for this or like Raging Bull, like years and years before. But like, yeah, it, it, I mean, he should have won for this. There's no yeah. question. Yeah. Great movie. In some ways, I it's not a better movie or a more influential. I enjoy I watching it more s- than like a Godfather. I was going to say Godfather that. Godfather well. still has some things that age a little bit. It's 50 fucking years old. Yeah, I was going to say like. As much as I love it and I know our friends are going to get pissed for me saying The that Godfather movies. is a better movie. So it's Godfather 2 probably. Godfather yeah, 2 is yes. better than I, 1 in some a, ways. Absolutely. I would say both those movies are better than this one. I enjoy watching this more. I think this is a more enjoyable gangster movie. Yes. Than because there's enough Either back then that's just kind of ages a little. Or like, oh, I mean, not even it. It, it moves a little pace. quicker. Yep, pace. <laughs> but I don't know. But yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's definitely. Which is it's funny. It's leading into the. I never watched Godfather three. That was. I didn't really watch it. I've never I've seen s- it. Oh wow! I know that I've seen. You scenes. should, but I've it's seen not. Scenes it's from it. I know that good. what's her face is kind of bad in it. Sophia. Sophia Coppola, yeah. My, uh, here, I'll give you my quick. Missed the cut. The Grifters with John Cusack and Angelica Houston and Annette Benning. About a family of con artists. It's okay. Um, Awakenings. I always liked Awakenings. Bit slow. You know what I'm talking about with Robin Williams? (laughs) De Niro and Robin Williams. It's about, it's based on true story. Oh, I did watch the trailer for that, yeah. He, like, catatonic state he gets people to kind of wake up mine for me total recall was on there ghost and europa europa which is i a, wanted to see that and it I, was fine it wasn't great it was okay it was I, right. I didn't watch it and then my need to watch uh i have arachnophobia misery nikita and jacob's ladder nikita is the one that i bought and didn't watch jacob's ladder i saw it's like a guy losing sanity team, right? yeah it's I remember liking it a great deal, but didn't watch it. Misery. Yep. I would have liked to have seen again. It wasn't streaming anywhere, was it? No, it wasn't. I tried looking for the library. It wasn't there. Uh, Dick Tracy, I never saw. No. Robocop 2, fucking whatever. No. Uh, Dark Man, we talked about. I didn't. Days of Thunder, I never saw. Never saw it. Either. I love Days of that Thunder. Tony Scott? That, I wanted, that to, was I Tony wanted Scott, to watch yeah. that. But I didn't. Like we talked about Flatliners, never saw it. Nightbreed is a Cronenberg film. Oh, I geez. I like Cronenberg. Flatliners is actually okay. 
It's I heard it was not, fine. It's flawed, but it's Kiefer and Roberts and one of the Baldwins. Billy? I think Billy is in that Billy, one. Billy, yeah. Robert um, Platt, I think, is in that. Presumed Innocence. It's a Harrison Ford film. Oh, yeah. Didn't, never saw it. There's Postcards from the Edge with Meryl Streep. We, watched, we did watch Gremlins 2. Oh, yeah. Jesus. We watched <laughs> Rescuers Down Under. I thought about that. I didn't, though. Uh, How was that years later? Res- yeah, it's, 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 it's okay. fine. It's, it, okay. it's worth it's rewatching. How was Gremlins 2? Gremlins 2 is not oh my good. God, Gremlins 1, I don't even know if I'd want to watch, to be honest. I would, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Uh, Dreams? That was like a short, three short films about like Akira Kurosawa's like journals, oh, okay. like a, a dream journal. Slacker wasn't streaming anywhere. Linklater, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, there's first. Pump Up the Volume with Christian Slater. I thought about that one. No. Brain Dead. I don't remember what that was. And Predator 2. What was the one with Jeremy Irons won the Oscar for? Do you remember? Where he played like his twin or something? That I was think that's... this year, too. No, I think it's 89, isn't it? No, it wasn't Reverse of the Fortune. Was that reversal of What was the Ford one you said? The what? The Harrison Ford one. Presumed Innocence. Yeah, I remember watching that when I was younger. I never saw it. Yeah, Reversal of Fortune. He won the Best Actor in the Leading Role. It's got Glenn Close. I don't remember that one. Wealthy Sonny Von Bulo. Lies Braindead. Husband Klaus guilty of attempted murder. But he says he's innocent and hires Alan Dershowitz for his appeal. Oh, God. So, yeah. Um, so, I guess Glenn Close is in a fucking coma whole movie? I don't yeah. know. I mean, whatever. That's whatever's fun. What's funny, you mentioned uh, Angelica Houston earlier, and I was like, oh, yeah, I watched her in The Grifter. She looks pretty good in that. She's got a blonde wig. And then Annette Benning's in it before, like, she met Beatty. Oh, okay. Uh, Warren yeah. Beatty. Yeah. She gets naked, like, three times, and I'm, like, kind of weirded <laughs> out by it, because, I don't know. I'm used to seeing her in American Beauty. It's like, yeah. a mid-40s woman. Right. Not sure how I felt about it. <laughs> Sorry, Annette. That movie was okay. She was in, um... Fuck. She did Bugsy with Warren Beatty. That's who they met. Yeah. Who was in? Who was the lead in Dick Tracy? I mean, I know Madonna was Pacino, in it. Pacino, right? He's in well, it, correct? Well, Dick Tracy is Warren Beatty. Oh, it's Beatty. But who was the female lead of that? I haven't ever seen it, to be honest. I, didn't I haven't know. either. But when we talk about Beatty. I'm trying to. Dick Tracy. I know Madonna was in it, but I don't think she was the female lead. She's the second person listed. Is she? Well, yeah, shit. It's Warren Beatty, Madonna, Al Pacino, Charlie Corsmo. Um, and then a bunch of people I don't really it know. It must have been Madonna then. Fuck. I, like I said, never saw it, but. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, that's 90. So, yeah, I guess so. Pacino got nominated. Come on. Pacino was nominated for Dick Tracy? Pretty sure. Yeah, Fuck supporting him. role. Wow. It won makeup, set direction, and original song. Madonna song, I'm sure. It was somebody named Steven Sodenheim. Not actually. Oh, well, 
<laughs> hey, we're on the shorter end of one of ours. Look at that. Yeah. All right. We shared a lot, though. <laughs> we did. But yeah, you guys yeah. did more than I did. We all, all right. shared Home Alone. We all shared Pretty Die Hard Woman. 2. You love Pretty Woman, didn't you? And Pretty Woman. Yeah. So there's three of it that we all shared. You guys shared, shared Tremors. You shared Turtles. Turtles. So yeah. That's we all shared. Did you say Home Alone? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's six that some semi shared. I was more of the cast off in this one. All yeah. right. We're still loving this shit. We're good. 89. All right. That'll be an interesting one. Yeah. Sure. Keep it at 10, I think. I think we can think keep we it the same way. Yeah. We'll have to kind of go year to year from there. Yeah, no doubt. That's up. There's that one year, I think 87, that's fucking loaded, for me at least. I know 88 and 86, I believe, are pretty strong. I don't remember 87. Oh, maybe we'll have to hand. see and keep it off. Keep it. Uh, we can talk off off mic here. I think 87, for me, is pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah well, we're a few years behind on this, guys. So we're talking three months. That's all right. It's midsummer. Not like right. the movie. Midsummer. <laughs> That's right. Fucking pronounce it right. All right. Bitch. Peace out. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully, you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully, you learned something or were at least entertained. So, come back for more. Booze and bullshit.